everyone, today is Thursday, the 5th of March, 2020. This is Gap, episode 506. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here. And uh, how is it going in Australia? It sounds like there's some sort of apocalypse hack happening or something. I don't, I, I don't know how things are over in the land of the free, but it is <laughs> fucking bananas here. Everyone is losing their fucking minds. So we had, we had Super Tuesday yesterday here, and it sounds yep. like you guys had Shitty Tuesday or something. This this has been happening for more than just Tuesday. Like it's it's an ongoing event. Every like this, oh, I went to the supermarkets on Monday. It's so fucking bananas, right? Like already, all of the toilet paper was sold out. I wasn't there to buy toilet paper. I already buy toilet paper in mad bulk, right? Because I personally Start do not trip. understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking transcendent, baby. Um, I personally don't understand why. Like, I, th- I don't know if we've talked about this before, but did you, like, why do, why do we always hide our fucking toilet paper? Why isn't toilet paper just in a big pile next to the fucking toilet and we can, like, grab a toilet roll and sh- shove it on the fucking, on the roll holder yeah. immediately? That's what mine moment. is. Right? But no, like, for some reason generations before us were like oh no oh they mustn't mustn't see any more toilet paper than is utterly necessary hide this away in the linen cupboard and like at my house you'd have like an entire shelf dedicated to just fucking toilet paper right like that's where the toilet paper lives so that anytime like somehow sitting on a toilet paper uh, toilet that was like had no toilet paper left the indignity of having to ask someone to bring you some fucking toilet paper. And uh, if you grew up with brothers, you definitely weren't getting the toilet paper at any fucking pace worth. Like, you were basically waiting for the shit to dry on your butthole, right? Like, that was basically what was going down if you had brothers and you asked them to get the toilet paper. Because they would be like, you'd be like, oh, hey, Liam, Liam, I need some toilet paper. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm just going to finish this level. And then... You would just sit there. Yeah, three days later. Yeah, you didn't have a fucking phone back in those days. So you'd be like reading fucking, I don't know, whatever you could. Like, whatever you took into the toilet with you, which you only did in my house when mum wasn't home because you didn't like you taking books into the toilet. Because, you know, oh, you're not there to read, right? But (laughs) if nobody's ever going to, like, it's not like she was going to get me the fucking toilet paper, right? Like... She'd just tell Liam to do it, and Liam would be like, "Oh yeah, just let me finish the level." And again, three days later, right? Like, hmm. anyway. So somehow that was better. That fucking embarrassment of sitting on the toilet with your dick out, like trying to ho- ho- hover your hand over your dick and like grab a toilet paper through the fucking door or like having the other person like just throw fucking toilet paper through a fucking crevice just generally into the toilet right somehow that was better than anybody seeing that you had more than one fucking toilet paper roll so they they all hid it away not in my house not in my house there is currently 18 rolls of fucking toilet paper sitting next to my fucking toilet 18 i tell you and there's more Hidden away, because uh, I already buy them in fucking bulk. They're down in the garage. But as soon as it drops below 10, I'm going and getting fucking 20 rolls of toilet paper. 
I'm going to fucking stock it back up again. So that you hmm. never have to worry, right? Somehow, for whatever reason, people lose their, like, we're losing their fucking minds about toilet paper. Not me, though. I was at the shops to buy some stuff to have for lunch for the rest of the week. Just regular, hmm. you know, lunch shopping. But you get there and, yeah, all of the toilet paper is sold out. All of the rice is sold out. All of the flour is sold out. And all of the pasta is sold out. But none of the fucking noodles? They're in the same aisle. There's the pasta section, and right here is noodles. And I I swear to God, if you serve me up a plate of fucking bolognese with on, on top of some ramen, I wouldn't I wouldn't fucking know. Right? Nobody fucking know. I'd be like, wow, that's some, some short fuck. Did you chop this spaghetti? Like, did you chop it short before you... Because why? Why would you do that? Why not just fucking serve it long? I'm cool hmm. with long spaghetti. I'm not, a, I'm not a baby. I don't eat my spaghetti with a spoon, so you didn't have to chop it up. That's That would be my main feedback. But, like, the the supermarket, the Coles I go to, is on the street where they hold their the annual Italian festival, and apparently the Italians are not eating fucking noodles with their spaghetti. They're eating pasta. They don't care if it's gluten-free pasta or rice flour pasta or whatever, just provide it. it's not noodles because apparently that's that's a bridge too far for them. So yeah, it's just noodles for days. It's the same fucking thing. I, I just don't understand. Like, what, what the fuck is the difference? Noodles, spaghettis, same yeah. diff. Anyway, nobody bought any of it. The worst thing... So you bought it all. <laughs> oh, I was like, fucking... We'll see. We'll see who's smart next time, fuckers. Oh, the worst thing was, like, literally, giant crowds of people stood in front of the empty shelves as if they could, like, fucking will it back into existence. And they would just, like, talk about how there's no pasta. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, everyone, oh. Yeah, everyone's here buying bulk pasta. Yeah, no, I just wanted a bit of pasta, but I wasn't going to buy it in bulk, but no, it's already all gone. And I'm standing there at the fucking noodles bit, like, picking out a packet of noodles, like, do they know that noodles and pasta are the same thing? But then I can't go that way. I have to go, like, that's the short way out of the aisle. I've got to go the long way because there's there's fucking six people crammed in this fucking pasta section trying to talk about pasta. Insane. The noodles, Mm. by the way, at my Coles are literally crammed between the rice and the pasta. Like, it goes pasta, noodles, rice. Because even Coles, the people doing the layout of the shelves, understand the fucking natural progression that Mm. is pasta through noodles onto rice. They understand that, right? But nobody fucking buying any of this shit seems to fucking care. And so, uh, yeah. It was uh, it was pretty aggravating. Right. And so, like, what, what instigated all this? Because I have a feeling it was potentially one of those TV shows, like a, a current affair or something, and then they've, they've put on, you know, how they do their... Those... Uh, news stories and they like blow something out of complete proportion and then oh, all the bogans are watching and all of a sudden they're like we gotta get that fucking tp it's very tricky for me to know for sure <laughs> because i know 
for certain one of those shows doesn't exist anymore okay. at least one of them doesn't exist anymore they got right. rid of one or the other right uh today tonight or i think it's a current affair still on maybe check. but uh i did see a buzzfeed report yesterday who tried their best to track it back to where this lunacy started hmm. and their conclusion was it was something on channel seven so i think today tonight stopped airing and then they expanded their news their nightly news from into an extra hour or some shit right and so they so, do real news and then they do protect garbage news, news. garbage news but they do that here but, as well yeah yeah but it's like melded into the same thing so nobody yeah. can fucking tell the difference and uh yeah and so yeah they must have done something on fucking bog roll is flying off the shelves or whatever the best like a fucking emergency shipment of toilet paper caught fire on the story bridge in Bis- brisbane oh, last overnight like <laughs> what the fuck is going on here what is going on here what are you oh my god it's anyway so australia's losing its absolute fucking mind mm. uh because we don't even have that much coronavirus I, I i will tell you what though i went out to the movies last night uh to go see the invisible man everyone should go see it yeah uh, it's really really good um not not you know barring the last 10 minutes uh yeah. which is just fine but um yeah uh fucking i was pretty like i consider myself to be pretty fucking centered right like obviously not when i'm playing video games so i'm a fucking raving lunatic but like generally i'm pretty centered but i was like pretty hyper aware i went to the fucking i went to piss uh and i was doing a piss at the urinal and for whatever reason at the at the shopping center i was at um the urinal was coughing well no the urinals were back to back (laughs) with the sink yeah so like you gotta you gotta piss here like you gotta piss on one side of this narrow fucking wall and someone's gotta wash their hands on the other side and someone's just standing there pissing and this dude is like comes up there are seven seven free fucking like basins for him to wash his hands in but he comes stands behind me Hmm. and i don't know if you know i don't know if you do this or it's just me but i like to crunch out a fart when i'm when i'm whizzing especially oh, okay. when i'm at the urinal you know it's just a bit of, it's a nice little it's a moment you know but if some dude is standing directly behind me washing his hands i can't do it right you could just I to c- like let him know you shouldn't do that next time this is a no-go zone back here well yeah maybe i should have like yeah laid the, the three seconds on the land uh, but um I could, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it, and uh, so I had to wait. And he did the whole twenty-second-long hand washing, oh. like the full fucking out loud. bit. I, I, I basically, <laughs> I felt like I could hear him like mouthing the numbers under his breath, like one, two, and I'm like, what the? F- Come on, motherfucker! And then he finishes, right? Doesn't dry his hands. And coughs into his fucking hands, right? 
which undoes all of it. So as soon as he coughs, I like couldn't fucking handle it anymore, and I crunched out a giant fart. Right? Because what am I supposed to do? And then I wash my hands for the full twenty seconds because I'm now fucking hyper aware of the fucking the mm. deal. And I go to exit. I dry my hands. I go to exit, and there's his sopping wet fucking door handle. Right, because he never, he didn't wash his hands. He coughed into his hands. I'm like, huh. Ah. So I went and got a paper towel and I opened with a paper towel. I must have looked like fucking Monk or something from that fucking TV show, Monk. I must have looked like I'm some sort of fucking germaphobe. Like, oh wow, look at this guy. But like, all I could, like, yeah, I consider myself to be a centered person, but now I'm hyper aware of stupid shit for no mm. reason. I would have been hyper aware of his presence. Because he was standing behind me while I was trying to fart, but instead I became like I was. I it then transitioned in me being aware of him coughing into his fucking filthy wet hands and not drying them, and uh, and then using them to open the door. It was pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, that's my story. Right. That's the yeah. that's the podcast. That is uh, <laughs> that is our weekly coronavirus updates. Yeah. Um. It is well, the, the I I speaking of coronavirus. Um, I noticed last week, uh, like right at the end, I was all like, "Hardly anyone's dying from this stuff. It doesn't seem that dangerous." And then we finished the podcast, and there was a news report where Donald Trump said literally the same thing. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck! God damn it! <laughs> I'm like, that's how I must be fucking wrong if I'm on the same side as Trump." I've fucked up somewhere. I gotta re-examine what the fuck I'm thinking. Because that man is... He's, like, literally halfway retarded at this point. Like, he's got dementia that's oncoming so fucking fast that uh, he's gonna be a drooling mess before November rolls around. So, yeah. It's pretty concerning when, like, my independent thoughts are aligning with trump that's that's not good i might also be deteriorating at a very rapid rate hmm. it's possible i don't know i might have the coronavirus maybe just, <clears> yeah i've I been mean, i think my wife's got a bit of a cough oh yeah here we go yeah. oh yeah next week it'll be but it seems to be just like older people that are struggling with it like the common cold, like the really bad flu or whatever yeah um elderly people or people with like weak immune systems are the ones that are have to be super aware of it um but otherwise yeah i don't know i think i feel like we should be okay <laughs> yeah probably anyway unless probably. this is we'll how see. we find out we've got the aids um or it evolves into something worse and it ends up being like uh i don't know a zombie outbreak or something like that we talked about this last week right did we yeah i was talking about how plague inc is not a model for fucking all right how how diseases work um but um i think we could all do well to watch contagion just so we can watch gwyneth paltrow die you know it's not Mm. really relative to anything else uh but if we were at all all to watch contagion we'd see gwyneth paltrow die and we could follow it up with seven where she dies in that as well i just think it'd be good like for the psyche of humanity to remember the times when Gwyneth Paltrow has died in films. Um, yeah. Because the world's just better when she's dead. 
I'm sure yeah. she's got some sort of candle that smells like a vagina that will cure coronavirus. Um, but I'd prefer uh, to imagine that her head is in a box. Spoilers for Seven, by the way. If I hadn't said spoilers for Seven, nobody, like, people who hadn't watched Seven wouldn't even know anyway. That would have just been some sort of, like, macabre fucking thing to say, but... Yeah. I, uh, I will. If you haven't seen Seven at this point, it's too late. Right. It's too late to watch it. You can't watch that film anymore. No. It's got... Oh. You can't even say why he can't watch it anymore because he didn't fucking credit himself. He went, oh my God. Maybe that's a good thing. People Maybe. Are... <laughs> Have you seen that YouTube video of that guy that absolutely hates Kevin Spacey? This is before all that stuff. Unrelated to <laughs> Seven, of course. But yeah, no, I haven't seen it. And he shows up and the guy starts like yelling at him. Oh, I have good. to see it now. I'm going to have to look it up. I'll Google it. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, it's similar to like, no, I get a kick out of those YouTube videos where people are watching things and they don't sort of know what's about to happen next. There's that good one where it's like Toy Story and it just cuts to black after they're like falling down like a lava pit and someone's edited it. So it's just for the credits after that. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> his parents are watching it. <laughs> That's amazing. They're on like a conveyor belt with like lava or something nah, below them, and they're like, "This is like the end." And it's got like uh, uh, Woody and and uh, Buzz like hugging each other, and then it just fades to black, and the credits start. It's <laughs> 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 pretty, pretty. That's cool. the best. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. <clears throat> anyway, um, we got a lot of games here. There's about fourteen on the list. I think I'm. Counting. Yeah, we should stop fucking about it. Let's <laughs> give you a four-hour show. I feel like. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Um, let's kick off with with Apex Legends. We'll maybe just go straight down this list. Right. Um, Apex Legends. I've been playing a bunch of that. There was a new update that rolled out this week, which um, introduced a brand new uh, mode. Which like they're doing these weekly events every once in a while where they'll roll out like a limited time. Um, <laughs> They're doing these like weekly change. events every once in a while. It's just a pretty good sentence. Yeah, like they're they're not running them like every week. There's a new event. It's like once a month they'll run it for a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, and this one is called Deja Vu, and what they've done is, um, a co- they're sort of like trialing, I guess, a couple of even gameplay changes in here as well. So they're not only chucking in, um like uh unique events but they're also like oh let's try this weird sort of you know new item and if people sort of react to that really well then maybe we can introduce that into the main game um so it's a really interesting way of sort of trialing certain things rather than having like a a pcr or something like that um a a test server that people need to go and check that sort of stuff so yeah it's an interesting way of doing it so what they've got in this one is an Evo shield. And the way this shield works is it's only got one bar of a shield on it when you pick it up. Yeah. Generally, the white shields are the very basic shields. You pick them up and they've got two two bars. And then from there, you can go from uh, white to blue to uh, purple. And then the, the best shield that you can get in the game currently is gold shield. Yeah. Um, and so this Evo shield starts off with one bar. But there's got like a, it's got like a damage meter attached to the shield. And the more damage you do to other players, that meter drops down. And then once it hits zero, 
then it adds an extra bar onto the shield and it sort of like upgrades the shield. Right. And so you need to do like 150 damage and then it, it upgrades to like a, a blue shield. And all of a yep. sudden you've got like three three bars. Cool. And then you have to do like another set of damage and then it goes from blue to purple and then it can go to yellow. Uh, and then they've added an extra layer onto like an extra tier of shield, a brand new one, which is red. Um, right. <clears throat> and it's like an interesting way of rewarding aggressive players like yeah. players that want to go out there and find this shield and uh go and do some damage to other players and it's so something once we've... you do 150 it automatically upgrades to blue and you've got full shields again or i believe you have to ch- like you have to charge the shield like okay. you need to get it like it'll be a blank slot it's not like yeah. you can be in the middle of a fight and then all of a yeah, sudden suddenly you go full. from yeah you go to a full shield again yeah, okay. um okay I think that is how it works. I'm not 100% sure. Because that would be uh, gross. That would be disgusting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. It's like an empty charge and you need to charge it in yep. order to, to get it back to its spot. Um, yeah, so what I was going to say is like it's an interesting um, game mechanic. Like It's something we've talked a lot about, this idea of having a battle royale where rewarding players for being aggressive and uh, not having like a system in there that like uh de-emphasizes a combat or like sort of stops players from taking fights i guess and we saw that in PUBG when that first came out um and when you finish a fight in PUBG, if if you're both like in a long combat you can come out at fight being worse off than what you were and so it starts this trend of um is it worth engaging fights? And that's something we saw roll over into the esports scene where people didn't engage into fights because it wasn't worth it at the end of the day uh, because you're coming out of fights with less armor um, or no armor or no helmet and because it's such a quick-moving game, it's hard to get that stuff back to your uh, full strength again. Uh, and then we saw black uh, Blackout come, come around and they introduced armor plating where you would uh, fight enemy teams. Once they were downed, you would be, you'd be able to steal armor plates from them to rejuvenate your your level of shield, whatever you had, which was a fantastic fix. Um, and it's something we talked about on the show that they ended up incorporating, and I think it worked wonderful. Uh, and then Apex Legends came around, and they had battery shields in there, which was a way to um, heal on the fly. You, you heal like it's such a fast-paced game, and you can heal in the middle of fights, um, and it's it's a really satisfying way of engaging in combat. There's that risk reward of shit. Do I heal in the middle of this fight to get yeah. myself back up to sh- like full strength, or if I'm healing, it leaves me open to be attacked. And like you, you've got to really pick good moments to to do that. Yep. And so by them adding this extra shield mechanic in there, um, again, it's another way to encourage players to get into fights and. Uh, uh, and reward them for doing that. So I think it's an interesting... Um, I definitely think it's very interesting. It's not like a... At the moment, at least, it's not like a rare shield. It's it's sort of sporadically placed. Like, you don't see them as much as the white shields. But in saying that, this mode they're doing, Deja Vu, is a mode where every round that you play, the loot is exactly the same. So this is again another thing we've talked about on this podcast is like limiting the rng factor of battle royale games 
by having you understand where the loot is going to be at all times, right? Yeah. And so you you can't get I guess you can't get dicked over by RNG if the loot is always in the same spot because you know where it's going to be. You don't run into a building and you're like, oh, I just got two grenades and a some ammo. Yeah. Now you know where the stuff is going to be. So I, I can jump into a game and be like, yeah. I know exactly where the Evo shield is going to be yeah. and go for it. Um, so yeah, that that is also another interest. I, like, I don't see Apex Legends going that way no. necessarily, but yeah. uh, they're doing an interesting thing with like set loot tables and set, uh, I think it's set circles and plain um, set circles as well. So right. uh, I, and I should check that actually because... Um, I could be wrong about that one, but it's an interesting way of like, uh, testing a lot of this stuff and seeing what works and then what doesn't, and then possibly incorporating into the main game. I have a feeling, sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I I think, you know, the Valky perma spawn and the vault locations is probably as far as I would want to go. Mm. in that direction i don't think set circles is is a good idea uh and yeah i don't yeah i don't think you can go too far down the set loot concept before it's just a giant scale last man standing map you know right sorry so i'll correct myself the playing path and the circle locations are fixed every day and they change on a daily basis. So right. okay. that's interesting way of it's, doing it. It's but the loot is exactly just, the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's interesting. I just don't, I don't think it's a good idea, to be honest. I no, no. I don't think it's something they incorporate because it kind of breaks that uh, yeah. um, way of doing it. It's not it, bad around. But yeah. 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 Um, but, but also, again, the... Um, you know, it's a it's a fun way of knowing. Like, oh, I know where the circle is going to be, and so um, you've got a good idea of like where you can sort of land and where you like. If you want to play aggro, you know where the circle is going to be and where you want to fight and all that sort of stuff. Whereas if you want to decide a team, where you know, occasionally we'll like do a hot drop, but for the most part, we like to land pretty far outside the circle and work our way in. Yeah. Um. So if you're the type of player that likes to do that, that's pretty cool for you because you know where the circle is going to be. So you may as well. Um, try and go outside the circle as opposed to landing somewhere far and then being like oh we're at the edge of the map and the circle is on top of us so now yeah. we sit here for 20 minutes and yeah. we don't do anything and now we're getting cold um, yeah. but yeah it's, it's still a, it's it's still a cool way of doing it by them resetting it every day so at least it's something like it's not the same thing for a week it's the circles are different the plane parts are different um, but I think the Evo Shield the Evo Shield might be something we see incorporated in the full game. Um, yeah. Because that's a really interesting mechanic, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, cool. I'll have to check yeah, it out. They, I haven't, I haven't they've they've made a couple other changes. So Bloodhound got a good buff, really big buff. buff. His his uh, ping that he puts out to see people with, it's been yeah. increased by three times as much. So it's Jesus. a huge area now. Yeah. And, and I guess the incentive behind that is to make it more... Uh, Bloodhound is a a hero that is supposed to be used for tracking players, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of not the way it was being used. It was being used as a like let's sit in this this building and we'll ping and we'll try and find out where Point people defense. are. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, really defensive thing because when you would run into an area and you'd ping, it's really short range, and so you, unless they're in the first and it two gives buildings, you, away, you know, like yeah. very much gives you away. So you need like it's better off if it's just used defensively right. when to get a location. Yeah, that, yeah, and, and by them increasing it by three times as much, now you can run into a location and get an idea of if anybody is sort of really close to you and yeah. start going after them. So that's a really a good way of doing it. The other big change is they have uh, nerfed grenades. Um, grenades now take up one entire slot, which means that you can't carry as many, theoretically. Yeah. Um, but in doing that, they've increased the backpack space. So each each um, backpack is now an extra, I think it's two slots per, per backpack. Um, so you can sort of... You can still, like, as opposed to carrying four grenades, now you can carry two grenades extra yeah, um, right. by that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think they made changes to magazine sizes mm-hmm. as well. I'm just trying to look here. Yeah, they, they've changed the way magazine sizes work for light, heavy, heavy and energy. Um, they've made them 80 to 60. And then they've decreased the syringe and battery packs from six to four. And then, um, sorry, uh, shield cells and syringes, six to four. Yep. And then med kits and shield batteries are three down to two. Right. Um, so they're, they're trying to decrease utility, I guess, on that one a little bit. Yeah, right. Okay. Which is fine. Like, you could get to the end of games in that, that game and have so many batteries. And, and uh, like the game we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we're just pinging grenades at somebody. Um, yeah. So I guess they're trying to encourage less of that less right. grenades and uh, more fights <laughs> maybe 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 there were actual apex devs in that game and they're like this is fucking stupid we have to do something about this this is the dumbest amount of grenades i've ever fucking seen in my life yeah because uh, it was the dumbest amount of grenades i'd ever seen it was a goofy amount yeah hmm um, uh, the other big thing that's that's on here that they haven't mentioned uh nvidia released a patch which is supposed to fix the um, the error, the, the DGXI error, whatever it was, for people with RTX cards. Right. Um, and that, that issue in particular has been happening for maybe seven months now, I would right. say. Yeah. Really long time I've been having it for, where the game just crashes, you get this error. It, it sort of says like um, your video card has been removed or something like while you're playing mid-game. Right. Like, you probably shouldn't do that. And you're like, I didn't do that. You've uh, crashed. Um, they they finally... They're, they're saying they've fixed it. I have seen people saying that um, uh, it hasn't been fixed. I haven't had the problem yet. Right. Uh, I, I definitely experience it a lot. So hopefully they uh, sort that out. And because the game doesn't have a reconnect feature, yeah. um, it's a big problem. Like, I've had it so many times where I'm in the middle of a fight and we're like the second team left and my game disconnects. I'm like, well, I'm out of this fight now. Cool. Yeah. And, and considering it's it's the latest set of cards, like it's the RTX cards that it that it's happening with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that really really sucks. But hopefully they've sorted that that out that part out, and it's kind of just a small small group of people that are now having that issue. Um, but I'll keep playing it. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting update. Um, we'll kind of see where that game goes. One of the big news stories out of that we didn't talk about recently is Drew McCoy, the uh, one of the designers the, on Apex Legends has has left Respawn. 
yep. um, last week. And so he's going on to other things. What exactly, we don't know. Yep. Um, it sounds like it wasn't something where he was unhappy with what was going on in the game or anything like that. It just seemed like, sound like he was pretty, um, just wanted to try new things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a big, big change because I think he's done an excellent job on uh, on this game. It's 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 really like I think it was in our top five, maybe yeah. last year. I can't even remember. It was definitely in my top five. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Yep. Uh, um. Cool. Yeah. Uh, PUBG. PUBG. Onto you've you've heard from the best. Now here's the rest. Uh. Yeah. PUBG. I reinstalled PUBG. Uh, of course you did. Of course you did. I got drunk on Monday and um, and got convinced by uh, Crimson, who we play with sometimes, uh, part of the third person crew, to play some uh, play some more PUBG. And so yeah, yep. I jumped in. Um, we had one game on Miramar, our first game on Miramar. We landed Power Grid, which is just fucking stupid. I'm like, wow. So we're already off to a bad start. Back to PUBG bullshit, because I literally fucking... <laughs> I uh, strafed this cunt with the auto shotty through fucking a doorway. All right. Uh, like, I, he was standing in the doorway, and I just fucking emptied into him. And uh, and he didn't take any damage at all. I uh, took, like, one chunk of damage. Hmm. Um, and then he turned around and snap headshot me. And uh, I watched the death cam back, and yeah, that like it looked like he didn't even take that damage. It looked like he didn't take any damage whatsoever. I didn't see any blood, uh, even though I was fucking from here to my window away, uh, emptying into this fucking motherfucker. It's an auto shotgun, like fucking six shells. How the fuck? Anyway, anyway, <clears throat> turn around, snap headshot me, and I'm like, well. Might might just uninstall it now and save myself a fucking hassle, um, but yeah, persevered. Then we had like three games on fucking Erangel, hmm. and it was good fun. Uh, had some desync issues, like some real bad desync uh, in my very last game, which yeah. was annoying. Uh, I watched it back, um, like watched the replay of it. Uh, I watched this dude and he, I watched my like kill can and he shoots me when I'm way behind a tree, three headshots in a row. Um, I had a level three helmet on, um, three headshots in a row, but the last two, I was clean behind the fucking, like from my replay's perspective, I was clean behind the fucking tree. Uh, and also I bean him, blood comes out and he didn't take any damage and so it must have been that fucking they got that no trade mechanic in place right uh so the client will tell you you've done damage and the server will resolve whether or not you were downed or not because it hmm. the PUBG doesn't allow for fucking kill trade so it must have been that uh where he just it just didn't register the damage on the server because it analyzed that he was doing damage first or whatever, right? Yeah. Except for the fact that I was clearly behind a fucking tree. And so it wasn't my fucking third shot. So it must have been a super bullet 
that's like that that's what fucking ticked me off i think is it must have been like on his screen he must have shot all three shots right and then the server told me the shots happened right i was leaning out i shot and the super bullet which is when all three bullets connect at the same time from the server's point of view from a damage perspective which is mm-hmm. those times when you'll hear someone like battlefield 5 is a really easy one to see it because everyone's doing fucking auto fire at close damage all the fucking time and you'll you'll see someone like stand in front of you shoot at you and like five bullets no damage and then the sixth bullet just fucking one shots you right that's a super bullet right like you hear all the damage it seems like they're missing you're shooting them and then the sixth bullet does 110 percent damage and you drop in a fucking instant and you're like all right anyway that's what must have happened is the super bullet must have done me and registered the no kill trade because that's the only way i can fucking work it out because there's literally like on my replay there was literally blood and he took no damage Hmm. Uh, and it was a headshot with an slr from fucking i don't know 50 meters or so uh he should he should have he didn't have like a full helmet uh he had like a half level two he should have been downed as far as i can tell right like the, the slr i think it's a one shot on a half level two i don't know i figured my guess was he should have been on a bee's dick if he was still up at all he didn't take any damage at all that was very upsetting um but we had a fun game like we had fun nonetheless uh we were just dicking about right like we worked out pretty quick that the circle was going to go to uh mill base island and we'd landed near milta so we just fucking bored straight out into novo retinoi a crate landed on top of us that's why i had all level three shit um and yeah we just fucked about we fucked about enough that we got seven cars and lined them up uh, at the bridge and then shot out all the wheels and then put fuel canisters next to them and then we put spike traps in front of the cars uh, so that people would try to like ram through them and uh, it was the only bridge off the main island it was foggy as fuck and not a single person tried to cross the fucking bridge nobody even fucking dared there was still 40 people left in the fucking game and nobody even tried to go oh my god that was that was upsetting in a fun way. But, um, yeah, anyway. The, the other games we had, yeah, we just, like, we got, we just had good fights. It was just mm. fun. You know, it was classic PUBG. Um, I was noticing, yeah, a little bit of lag. I don't know if we were on the fucking SEA servers or not. I don't think so. I didn't think to look. Um, I should have, but I don't think we were. I'm pretty sure we were on OC servers and, yeah, like, we are just fucking having a go um yeah i don't know, i think so is it still installed at this point currently still installed uh but only because i installed a new terabyte ssd so i've got fucking space for days so right uh i'm no longer on the rotating games in and out um uh, mm. for now anyway i don't need to rotate games in and out of my uh storage space but yeah uh did it. you see the um the new update that's coming out uh that's being teased by PUBG social media about Vikendi returning? Um they're getting rid of snow on 
Like a lot of the, the snow. snow map. I saw Kleb. I saw Kleb was upset about there not being any snow because he's from fucking Sweden and yeah. they love snow. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised the rest of the TPQ crew, the third person crew, weren't upset because they love the snow as well. The Kakaina snow. Um, yeah, I uh, didn't really get that one because there's no timeline for return the map was there i mean they're expanding dino park into dino land which is obviously a genius move because dino park is the best part of that map yeah uh, but yeah otherwise i don't really and yeah. they're putting a train in a train i didn't see this yeah a train will go around the map right okay fair <laughs> enough that's it's pretty apex of them it's an apex yeah. move uh, I, I saw a post being like um something about like uh them taking in inspiration or copying apex and right. then other people being like they're not copying apex they're, you know they it's their own ideas and then like the designer being like oh no we definitely took inspiration from apex <laughs> <laughs> well gotta take inspiration from somewhere i guess yeah yeah um, um anyway yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Vikendi coming back without snow. It made it really new, unique, I guess. Um, yeah. I liked being able to track footsteps, although I think I only ever used it to track tire treads, and I think I only used it like three times. I still liked it. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, unless they're doing something with the dynamic weather again and putting in maybe snow for all of the maps and it's uh, like a thing where snow comes around for a little bit of time or something yeah. like that yeah. I don't know um, but I, I wonder what the reasoning is behind removing it because snow was not like I liked Vikendi um, yeah. I don't know why they're removing the snow whether it's a performance issue thing or something else um, I don't see how it would be uh, so yeah I'm very confused about that that change in particular it's a strange yeah. one. It's pretty odd. I don't, I, that doesn't specifically make sense to me, but I guess yep. I don't know. Uh, it'll come out eventually, right? Like the reason? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I think you've been playing more of this. It sounds like I've been playing it pretty much every day, just staying, you know, staying in the swing of it, uh, staying in the fucking. Staying warm, I guess. Um, it's one of those games, one of two games that I, I find I can have a round of and then go back to work at without having to really worry about having a big session of or anything. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing Rainbow. Um, I, had, I, just, I, I had the fucking worst team yesterday. Um, like, just the fucking... First things first, that they were a four stack, um, and they were well, they were three stack, and, and one dude was thirsty as fuck about it. Um, there was there's three, two chicks and a dude, and then the fourth dude uh, was just they were like actively flirting. One of the chicks and, and this fourth dude were just actively flirting the whole fucking time. Uh, to the point where I had to, like, mute them uh, because I just couldn't fucking do it anymore. Uh, to the point that in round five overtime, um, I was the last one alive 
and apparently they gave me the information that I needed. So I unmuted at the end uh, of the round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the the dude's like, what do you fucking listen? What? I fucking told you he was on your left. And, uh, and I was like, I couldn't fucking bear to listen to you cunts fucking yapping. I did say this out loud. Um, I probably shouldn't have. Like, I can get away with it now, this week, right? I can tell people what I feel. Because next week, I believe they're putting in their, like, uh, their... They've got that system that uh, Dota uses, right? Or they're implementing a version of it that fucking, like, how toxic a player is. Sure, yeah. So, for now, yeah, I could get away with it. So, I'm like... Well, I had to fucking mute you cunts because you're the most, you've got the most annoying voices in the fucking world and you wouldn't shut the fuck up. One of you kept doing, yeah, enemy voices. And I wanted to fucking kill you, right? All I could think about was friendly firing you. So my best option was to fucking mute you. That's what I did. So that's, if, if you want me to fucking listen to you in the middle of a fucking game, maybe shut the fuck up for half a fucking minute. Uh, and they tried to vote kick me even though, the game was over. Like, they're like, oh, well, yeah, we'll just vote kick you. I'm like, the game's over. And then I got matched onto the opposite team from them in the next game. And they were trying to convince my teammates that they were, that I was toxic, that I was hmm. uh, toxic to them because they were girls. Um, but yeah, it was pretty aggravating. It was pretty much the worst thing. But uh, yeah, apart from that, uh, like, I had fun. Like, had to mute some people, but I can mute some people, which, you know, I couldn't do in fucking Quantum League or, you know, I couldn't yeah. hide the chat. So, uh, yeah, at least I can still mute people, which is really all I give a fuck about. Um, and then, yeah, I can unmute them at the end and pop off at them. Yeah. Um, that's about it. I don't know. I just, I like Rainbow. I'm excited for next, next week. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I personally. Is the patch honestly, next week? Yeah, f- year five begins. I honestly don't think um, the to, the new operators will have a, a huge impact, but they'll change things up a bit, and it'll be interesting to see what people can do with them. I'm definitely going to try and climb up some hatches and do some sneaky flanks that way. But otherwise, yeah. yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I've been, I have to check it out. I haven't had a chance to jump in and play for a little while, so um, yeah, should be interesting. All right, uh, next up, I've been playing a bit of Path of Exile. Um, the reasoning behind this, I guess, was the whole Wilson thing, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people talking about that, um, and then I think I got to the point where I was just like, I really wanted to play it, but at the same time. The uh, the reviews for it were pretty negative. I think GameSpot gave it like a four or something in the end. Yeah, uh, like a game that, that that was in early access came out of early access and then just had a ton of bugs. Not yeah. not not even related to the server problems they were having, with yep. where like the people just couldn't get in. But this was things with like uh, items disappearing and crashes and just all this stuff like in the game and it's like oh okay maybe i don't want to play that one um so i jumped back into path of exile which i'd played a little bit of last year uh which is a free-to-play sort of very much diablo inspired uh dungeon clicker and 
uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, there are some issues that I do have with it. Like it is very much inspired by Diablo. Like even to the point where there are sounds what you listen to when yeah. items drop or you pick them up and it sounds exactly like the sounds you remember from playing those games. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that was it. And he's like, stay a while and listen. I haven't heard that one yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like the when things drop on the ground. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that that is the game they were trying to make. They were trying to make a very much Diablo type of inspired game. Yeah. Um, and I guess the difference here is that you kind of create a character in this game and then there's this giant skill tree like yeah. it's huge there's a hu- like hundreds and hundreds of like little orbs and skills that you can uh spec into and it's not like i'm gonna be the wizard and then you go and pick the wizard and then you sort of spec your armor towards that uh you know the type of armor you want for a wizard and skill sets uh and then you unlock additional powers and you sort of configure your skills around that this is like you pick a tree and you're like all right i'm gonna go down this end so in my case i went melee uh, like a warrior and i started going two-handed weapons and so i would spec down into like dexterity and uh more strength and more dual wielding damage and uh you know making sure that like i did uh certain abilities that sort of catered towards the gameplay i wanted to really go towards as opposed to like i'm gonna spec into intellect which i don't really need because i'm not a not a mage character yeah. um, and so i've kind of got I've gone down that path. So, like, I'm a dual-wielding warrior that also has um, my backup weapon is bow and arrow, and then I've sort of specced into that a little bit because that sort of fits into dexterity as well. Um, so if I ever get caught in a situation where I feel like I need my bow and arrow, I can whip that out. Uh, but I guess, yeah, it's it's very it plays very similar to Diablo, but I, my biggest issue with it is that it's just extremely overwhelming. There's just so much going on in terms of, um, like, I don't think that they do a good job of displaying things like damage numbers or like what is better than the next thing you're picking up. Um, whereas Diablo, I think, does a pretty good like indication system of when you pick something up, it's like, oh, here is what is increasing in your damage or your armor or uh how much you know each specific item whatever you're swapping between here are the pluses and minuses between the two that you're going to get whereas this is it's just like you sort of look at the two of them and you're trying to figure them out using your brain (laughs) like all right this thing is doing how much damage more and this one's got plus 13 armor and that one's got like uh spell resistance for lightning and this one's got fire resistance but this one here procs a certain other thing that happens and you're just trying to look at these two items and you just can't figure out like why i'm just gonna look at the damage number and fuck it i'll just go with that thing that'll do it's doing more damage so let's pick that one um and so you end up down this trail of you don't really feel like you're i don't know getting a grasp of like what's better it's just kind of like well that seems like it's got a higher number so i'll just pick that thing um so i wish they did a better job of like displaying attributes like what the differences are between each thing you pick up i think the number crunching is part of the appeal i think no it's not um maybe it doesn't appeal to you but i think that's what people who play it want right i don't like that um (laughs) the other thing is 
the uh is there not like a mod you can get or some shit oh maybe there is i need i need that there there's gems and sockets in the game um very similar to diablo where you could put like a gem into an item and it'd increase its uh, i guess in diablo it was like plus whatever to strength or you could you know certain things whereas this is specifically related to skill sets and so you might get a gem and it's a spell ability that creates um molten fireballs around you right and so you attach that to your item and that is kind of like a skill that you've got now um right and then on top of that you can also attach like support gems and so the the support gem sort of attached back to that main like skill ability but it it it, uh makes them a little bit stronger or it changes the way it kind of works and so it might be something like uh for instance let's go back to the bow and arrow right you've you've now got a bow and arrow and i put a i put a skill into it where it makes me shoot like frost arrows and it's like uh like directionals like maybe it shoots like four or five in a out in a burst and i can do them really quickly and they're all frost arrows and then i get a support skill uh, a support gem and i can attach that onto my bow and arrow and maybe that adds like extra um lightning damage but it also adds like two more bolts on top of that and so now all of a sudden i'm adding a different type of elemental effect on top of that s- skill that i've got and it yeah. also adds like more projectiles at the same time so now i'm shooting two or three more projectiles and so each item that you've got in the game can have these um, sockets for gems and then you can sort of attach the gems into them that gives you better skills or, or gives you skills. Um, whereas in Diablo, you kind of you, you kind of unlock skills for your specific class and then you're like, oh, I'm going to pick, you know, uh, this skill in particular. Uh, whereas in, in uh, Path of Exile, it's the gems that give you the skills. And so you can kind of just walk around and find them and that's where i think another issue is the complexity of like you're just finding this stuff all over the place and when you pick it up you don't really know what's going to be good compared to what you've already got and so it's a lot of mixing and matching and trialing and trying to figure out like oh what skill is this gonna like what is this gonna do is it any good um and and the, the thing about that is each time you use that specific skill or when you're out killing monsters and creatures you're leveling up the gems at the same time and so they get more powerful and powerful as you go throughout the game but you're then getting more of these gems and they start back at like level one again and so it's this thing of like oh well do i start from scratch like i've got this level 10 gem that i've been using for six or seven hours but do i now switch to this other thing that i found and like i don't have a good idea of is that one better than the one i've got because again i don't understand like the numbers behind it um and that you know you brought up the that's the appeal of it like the number crunching and it just doesn't really cater to me like i want to see the differences like is it better than what i've got um and that sort of stuff but yeah it's it's definitely an interesting way of going about it and i have having played diablo 4 that is sort of a route they're going in terms of having these gem sockets that allow you to manipulate your skills and your spells um, so that like you can put su- support um, skills on top, sorry, support runes, I think they're calling them, uh, on top of your abilities and allow them to do different things when you're in combat. Uh, but I think they're doing a better job of making 
it a lot clearer of, of exactly what it's going to be doing and how much damage or that yeah. sort of stuff um so that's sort of my biggest like i'm still having fun with path of exile yeah but it just feels like i'm running around um doing the same thing like I, all i'm doing is playing the same sort of way and i'm not really getting i don't feel like i'm i'm leveling up like my right. skills are getting better but i feel like the the way i've been playing for the last eight hours is the way i've been playing the entire game yeah. whereas you play diablo and every hour you're getting new skills and you, you know your character feels like he's getting more and more powerful because um things are coming along but that's just not how i feel at this stage of the game because isn't there a point in Diablo where you wind up just doing the same old thing all the time though yeah but that's like when you start getting to the more of the end game when you're creating your character you start off with the one ability and then you get to a point where you start unlocking things and then there's different variations in that ability isn't that I find that to be the most tedious part of Diablo to be honest really yeah I like, I like the it. idea of getting more powerful as you go along, I like as opposed to just playing the same way. And fucking, it's a it's a loot game, right? Like the hmm. chasing loot, right? Like, and for ages in Diablo, the loot doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, while you learn what you're doing and stuff. Hmm. I don't know. I just yeah, I don't know. It feels like from your description, they've like mooted uh yeah maybe that there are just different types of diablo player you know like yeah different types of clicker game player i guess people want different things who knew right yeah but but, uh, but i guess yeah. like i don't know how that changes as you start getting into the end game stuff because i'm only into act i'm um, somewhere in act two maybe halfway through act two or towards the end of act two yeah. at the moment um and like everything's done really well like the animations the, the the creatures and there's interesting things with like certain dungeons you can go into and it changes like the uh they like corruption dungeons where all right this the creatures in this thing have 20 percent more damage and you know they've got like different properties on them and so you get in there it's more challenging but the stuff you get out of it is a bit more rewarding um yeah. and then there, there's there's things like like beast masters that come on hunts with you and you've got a you've got like a bestiary and you have to capture different creatures that are out there and you go hunting for them like there's some really cool stuff revolving around like not just going from point a to point b yeah. um there's some extra sort of side missions and side quests you can go off and do um but the other thing I, i'm like i just can't wrap my head around is the currency system that mm. there's no like gold in the game it's more trading items so you like trade in trash, right? And then out of that trash, they'll give you parts of a scroll, right? And then you you put in five parts of a scroll and then that creates like an actual scroll, like a scroll of wisdom, which you can use to identify uh, items with. Or it'll give you like parts of a, a town portal scroll and five of those, you can create a town portal scroll. And so you start off with like, that's your basic currency. And then as you start getting better and better at gear, it's like now now when you trade uh, an item to somebody, it's something different, like a orb, maybe like a couple orbs or something like that, and a couple of scrolls. Yeah. And, and this stuff just starts winding up in your inventory. You've got all these different bits and pieces of items that you've got, and that's the currency in the game. 
And I'm yeah. like, all right, but how do I fucking get, I just want to buy a scroll. Like I want to buy some identifying scrolls so I can identify my crap. Like where do I get that from? And like, yeah. oh, so I look it up on, on, on Google, whatever. Oh, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to trade somebody these other things to get that. And it's like the game doesn't like give you an idea of like, I just want to buy it. So yeah. I've got to go and get these other pieces of stuff, trade it to somebody and then I get the, you know. It definitely strikes so, me as a game that is built around like, remember like a super late game Diablo 2? Yeah. It's like someone got super late game Diablo 2 and was like, oh yeah, let's just do that. Because yeah. late game Diablo 2, right? The, like we didn't even have fucking wikis back in the day. You just had to fucking know shit. And if you didn't know shit, then you didn't know shit. And you just mm. had to fucking asking in all chat and basically just get fucking ripped up until someone eventually answered your question right and then you yeah but it wasn't for basic shit that was the thing right like it wasn't for any of the basics you could get all your basics in Diablo 2 from the uh the vendors um but yeah once you started trading like trading properly yeah, it was just this fucking nightmare of trying to work out what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Like that's what this game sounds like. Yeah, someone was like, but I think I've played it right. Like I have played it way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they hit the two point and they they were supposed to make a lot of fucking quality of life changes, but has it hit two point yet? Hasn't it? I'm pretty. I don't sure think that it was has. Released. Okay. Um, I know there's a new update coming out in like two weeks. Oh, maybe that's the 2.0 update. Um, maybe. Wait, I it know. says on this first news article that I've opened up, Path of Exile sure. 2 hits beta in very late 2020. All right, then. Well, then I'm way off. Yeah. Um, there, there is an update coming uh, really soon. Like within the next two weeks, there's like a countdown on the front page. It's like, I think it's 10 days from now. Um, and I don't, I don't even know what that brings because <laughs> I'm still sort of making my way through it. But yeah, right. like I like a lot of the things they're doing, but also there's a lot of stuff in there that feels very um, like they're trying to keep people out of playing it. Like I, I don't see people that just want to play that Diablo sort of experience and then getting in here and just being like, I don't understand half of this stuff. Like for somebody who's like me who plays a lot of video games and kind of gets an idea of what i'm supposed to be doing if i'm in there and i'm confused about how the fuck do i buy one of the most basic items in the game which is a a, like a town uh not a town pool scroll scroll. uh, like a identifying scroll like how do i get that yeah then that's i feel like an issue there's like a glossary in the game where you do a lot of reading um but i like just just basic things like that just not understanding like am i playing this game wrong I remember falling off it because it was it felt too dense. Yeah, but that, that's okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, like people enjoy those type of games where it doesn't hold your hand um, all the time. But I, I feel like they could do a better job of. Um, and hopefully, this is what they're doing in Path of Exile Two, or the you know the update they're putting into Path of Exile is the quality of life stuff, make, like making things a bit more accessible to yeah. people, um, or. Uh, I don't know 
Just give me some damage numbers. Maybe I do need a mod just to kind of get me around that part. Or I just need someone to explain to me, like, uh, the further I go through the game, is it like these gems that I'm getting, are they better than the gems I've started with? Because I just have no idea. Um, And there's, there's weird quirky things like where you'll pick up and you'll be using an item and this item gives you, and I've had this happen a bunch where it's annoyed the shit out of me. And I've got my character in this specific problem at the moment where this, um, say this sword that I'm using gives me plus 10 dexterity, right? And I've managed to equip it, but for whatever reason, maybe I unequip it and all of a sudden I've lost that dexterity because, because maybe at some other stage I had a, um, I had a, a necklace or something and that right. was giving me plus 10 dexterity but i've but since then i've i've switched out the necklace and i've got something else now and but i've got this um this sword and that's got plus 10 dexterity and if i remove the sword i lose that dexterity and all of a sudden i'm below the threshold now but half my items need that threshold of getting that dexterity limit and so I can't use half my shit now. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't equip that anymore. And I'm fucking screwed. Like, I've, lo- like I've lost half of my items all of a sudden. And there's no, there's no like, warning to be like, oh, if you pull this off, yeah, you can't put this back on. And, oh, it's also going to screw up all these other things you've got. And yeah. so my character at the moment is running around without my main gear on. And I've got a bow and arrow. And I've basically got to get hit two levels so I can put another 20 points into dexterity. Because I've removed a... I, I took off a sword to be like, oh, what are my damage numbers compared to the other sword? Oh, fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> I've screwed up. Yeah, that's... It's just stuff like that where you're like, just give me a fucking warning or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Tell yeah. me if I equip this, if I unequip this, all this other shit I've got on is not going to work and then I can't re-equip it because I don't hit that limit and yeah, I've just yeah. completely screwed my character up. Yeah. That, like, that doesn't happen in Diablo. Uh, no. But anyway. yeah. yeah. You you can call me a filthy casual bit. I will. Oh. You want the Fortnite and Yeah. I want the Fortnite of, of Path of Exile and not getting it. Yeah. Path of Exile is PUBG <laughs> but it works. But, but people <laughs> like Path of Exile. Um Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Um still have still having a good time. Like I jump in every once in a while, I'll play a couple of levels and then jump out. Yeah. Cool. Play something else. Uh, Dota Underlords, which we jumped over. We did for um, some reason. Been playing through a bunch of the city crawl uh, missions and challenges and puzzles. I've done most of them at this stage. The only things I've sort of got left at this point are the challenges. I think I've got about 20 left to get through. Yeah. And I'm about level... Uh, I'm in the 40s at the moment on my um, battle pass. Battle pass, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh yeah, I got to do Hobgen, but um, otherwise I'm kicking along, doing quite well at that. Uh, I like the I like like the street brawls. I think they're good for toilet time. To be honest, mm. they're, they're really quick. Some time. of them are super yeah. quick because they're they're like knockout mode, but there's just two lives. You've only got two lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they yeah, I think they're even better than a knockout game for toilet time, um, which is good. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. I said this in my review for GameSpot, which is live now. Um, Most of it. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I think I said this in my GameSpot review. Uh, I feel like City Crawl, if it does anything wrong, it teaches players bad habits for real Underlords. Mm-hmm. Because it teaches, because it uses stand. Uh, sorry, it uses knockout as the basis for its like all of its stuff. Um, like of knockout like, is two. You need two to level up a, a character instead yeah. of three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know you don't need to worry about interest very much and stuff like that. So um, if you like when you're doing the. Uh, no wing and you've got to earn a bunch of interest uh you can't you can't do that challenge in knockout you can only do that in standard a lot of the other challenges you can do in knockout but you cannot do that one and i feel like that overly emphasizes knockout and i wonder if that is their priority if knockout is their primary gameplay option i Um, think it's just more of a they wanted something that's in there that's sort of like quick because yeah. if you were having full games of of uh, like an Underlords game, it's 30, 40 minutes. So yeah. Maybe they yeah. just couldn't get away a in there. No, it's true. Um, Even if they cut it down, like what does a cut down version of Underlords look like? Yeah, I don't know. Knockout, I guess. I mean, yeah. 20 health, they're, maybe? they're already giving you like 40 or 50 gold in the round. What do they yeah. get to then? Are they giving you like 150 gold in between each round so you can try and get those three stars? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just don't want Knockout to be overemphasized. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, still enjoying it, um, but playing it less. Uh, mostly because, I don't know, I was playing it fuck ton for review yeah um but it's now my phone game it's 100% mm. my phone game I've fucked every other phone game off and it is now my phone game which is awesome um yeah I uh I don't know I just don't need much else to be honest right. uh it, it it works perfectly Knockout is a perfect phone game Standard is a, a great PC game um yeah it's good I don't know. Uh, you can see most of my thoughts in the GameSpot review. Like, that review, right, it's so tricky. It's so tricky to, I, I guess, write a review for a mainstream publication, right? Because what they want is not necessarily what I deliver, mm-hmm. right? What? Because you read the review that I submitted... Mm-hmm. Uh, I made edits, but it was mostly sub-editing, correcting spelling and deleting commas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, like, that review went into a lot of depth. Uh, really, but in, in places, I guess, that GameSpot didn't want depth in. Right. You know, it, was, it was analysis of like what in particular draws people into playing underlords like why you would want to play an auto battler in general and why underlords does it well right like that which but what they didn't want at GameSpot was the why you would want to play an auto battler in particular part 
you know, like it felt like, I guess to them, it was too, like too far off the main game itself. They want the review to focus on the game itself. And I don't know how to get, you know, it's, I don't know, it'd be like fucking making, let's go back to spaghetti, because I love spaghetti, right? It'd be like making spaghetti, right? Um, And they're like, oh yeah, spaghetti is red sauce, right? Uh, on, On noodles, so just make red sauce and noodles. And I'm like, yeah, but you gotta like brown the onion and like brown the meat and then... Uh, cook off the veggies and you know cook off the alcohol and the wine and like wine what the fuck are you talking about wine get the fuck out of here we get some red and get some noodles okay red sauce noodles it's fucking easy right like Mm. that's what we want we want red and noodles and because it's mainstream right like yeah i'm like i'm out there fucking three-star michelin chefing but that's not what they want they're fucking they want faster pasta and I don't, I can't blame them for not wanting what I deliver, I guess, right? Because they are what they are, right? Like, sure, that's that's what they do for a lot of game reviews. Um, sure. Yeah, it's, it's top level stuff to give people an idea of, you know, will they like it or not? Uh, yeah. It's just that, from me, my perspective, I'm like, yeah, but like, you got to know, right? Like, they're delving into gacha style game mechanics. Here's a thousand words and what gacha style game mechanics and why they are extrinsically motivating for game players. And they're like, we don't give a fuck about this. That's not about fucking Underlords. Tell us about Underlords. The end result is. People fucking love the review, right? Like, if people loved the review, maybe they, you know, that's their audience. They know their audience, right? That's the fucking thing, right? They know yeah. their audience, and they knew their audience would love that review, and maybe their audience wouldn't love me going, right. doing a fucking GDC talk on why the fuck Underlords and other auto battlers happen to be, happen to have been so successful. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just disappointing, I guess. Because... because at the end of the day, it's not a it's not a review, or, or like you, you you're supposed to like I try and write reviews for people, um, to maybe try and sell a product as well, but but like also criticize it. So you're trying yeah, to, to write this thing sell to or say, not sell, right? Like yeah. to yeah. A and and at the end of the day, that's not what they're doing. They're they're getting the oh, we want the people that play this game to be able to pat themselves on the back because uh, then they know their purchase or their um, the reason why they like their game is justified. As opposed to as opposed to like somebody reading this and being like, oh, this sounds pretty interesting. I might go check this out. Yeah, uh, but that's not a review for them because they've taken all those bits out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, like. That's that's definitely how it felt. Like, I don't think you can provide enough consumer information without mm. without the depth that I went to because because auto battlers are so inherently complex. Like the yeah. basic idea of them 
is Crazy Town Banana Pants. But if you can just convince someone to fucking play, yeah, they they'll get it really quick. That's the fucking like, it's like the reverse of fucking Rocket League. Like Rocket League is like, yeah, it's cars playing soccer. That's it. And so yeah, that, like, that's that's an oh, easy that fucking makes sense. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll play that, and then. I guess your job would be to delve into the depth of car soccer, right? But yeah. the reverse of that is, well, you've got an 8x8 grid. It's not even a little bit like chess. Uh, it uses Dota character models. Um, you're combining Dota heroes to create alliance synergy. And then people like fucking their eyes glaze over or you're like, Kleb, because we got Kleb to play it, like, just out of the blue, and he is, he was the first of us uh, in our group to, like, in the group of people that play on the on the Gap Discord server to grab the winner knockout game without losing a round. He did it in a... I still like, haven't done that. <laughs> I, yeah, I still haven't done I think because I'm playing ranked, that's maybe my problem. <laughs> I was so close this morning. I came fucking right there. I lost my very first round because I didn't get any fucking rolls, and then I didn't lose another round afterwards. And I'm like, if I just had one fucking unit, because I lost that fucking first round by like a bee's dick as well. Mm. I'm like, if I'd won that first round, I could shove it in Kleb's stupid face. Um, Anyway, he literally picked up the game like two weeks ago or some shit like and he worked it out real fucking fast like because it's it's not inherently difficult to work out it's just difficult to fucking explain yeah uh, it's it's such a immediately fucking and like i mean from my perspective right like if you ask anyone who the best reviewer is right they will not say me, even though they should. They will say some fucking YouTuber, right? They'll they'll say Matthew Matosis or someone like that. Um, they'll they'll like trot out the names of YouTubers. They will not trot out the names of written reviewers, uh, even if yeah, even if we are. I I think I'm going into way more depth than any other fucking any reviewer out there um because i'm the fucking michael jordan reviews but uh the thing is right they're working on a visual medium and they're doing they're still doing hour-long fucking videos they're still doing epics these lengthy in-depth uh like 30 minute hour-long fucking videos Meanwhile, in the written form, like, they're trying to restrict how many words we use. And I find that to be so puzzling. Because the yeah. difference between, like, a 30-minute fucking, a 30-minute video is, what is it, like, 600 words a minute? So, what's that? Fucking, good lord. Yeah. Uh, I can't even fucking work it out. Maybe six or 30, seven thousand six, words? 3,600. Uh... Is it 600 times? It isn't 30. usually like 12 minutes, about 15, between 15 and 2,000 words. 
12 minutes. To, yeah. No, like every every script I've ever written has always been 600 for a minute. Um, okay. So, yeah, 600, 1200. I don't know. Fucking lots. A fucking lot of words, right? And that's still a visual medium, right? Um, and, and yeah, they, they just go... They've got the luxury of time, the luxury of actual video of the game and they still go into that much depth and meanwhile yeah it, it seems crazy to me to be restricted to fewer words while still competing uh it'd be like i don't know fucking it's big bash league versus test cricket hmm. uh like yeah except the reverse everyone's all about the fucking everyone's like yeah go to the video Meanwhile, yeah, I'm trying to do the best with what I've, I've got there, and then I'm told to, then I have to fucking cut half it away. It's it's crazy to me. I think brevity yeah. in, in video game reviews is the fucking dumbest thing. Uh, every game review should be longer and longer and longer. I understand the economic principles behind why it, it won't be. You know, people don't want to fucking spend 15 hours re- playing a game and then spend another 15 hours writing fucking 7,000 words, right? But, I mean, that's what I want to do. It's just, I just can't, right? Like, yeah. I just don't get the opportunity. Nobody wants to fucking publish Job's insane fucking deep reviews of, of games. And I know, you know, oh, why don't you just do it on YouTube? Because I'm fucking not monetized on YouTube. What the, what the fuck is the point of that? So I just give, what, I give YouTube money? I don't fucking think so. Oh, but you got to build up an audience. That's fucking garbage, right? Like, I should be getting... Like, if, if I'm getting YouTube money, ad money... Yeah. If they're making uh, money off it and putting right? ads in front of your stuff, then why can't you for each why click? Don't exactly. Like, from yeah. the fucking get-go. Not to mention the CPMs on YouTube are fucking garbage, but whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a stitch-up. Like, a complete stitch-up. But, uh... I like my like the alternative is for me to sit here and whine constantly about never being able to fucking do stuff. So yeah. I think what I'm going to do for the rest of the year is, unless I'm specifically commissioned to write a review, I'm going to start writing reviews and put them up on the gap. Um, why not? Like yeah. I might as well. Uh, I'll try and sell them places, but uh, I might just put them up on the gap website. Yeah, like we, I, I did it a little while ago. We did a couple. Again, traction. Yeah, yeah. Um, the um, the quantum breaks. Quantum break. No, Detroit. Detroit. I'm thinking of yeah, Detroit. Quant- what's yeah. this name of the studio? Quantum something. Quantum. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dream. Quantic. Quantic. Quantic dream. dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but but like the 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 notion as well of i think the the problem with writing a review like um underlords in particular is it's it's a new genre right and and having yeah. to explain to a person like what this is we we got to a stage where uh we, we've talked about this before like certain reviewers will not play certain games because they're just they're just like oh i don't get it i don't get it um yep. Like I, I just want to play what uh, fucking I don't know the latest uh, Zelda or you know Nintendo game, um, and I so I ran into this issue with 
well, not, not an issue, but I got hit up to do the Dota 2 review for um, PC Powerplay back in the day. And, and I had a similar thing where MOBAs were extremely new. And this was yep. one of the biggest video game companies in the world making a MOBA and having to explain like what a MOBA is. Yep. And doing that in, I, I don't remember what the word limit is, but it was probably somewhere around 2,000 words. On page, yeah. Yeah, like in yeah. a magazine, right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden you're in a magazine and having to write about the the company that made Counter-Strike and Half-Life and Team Fortress. And this is their new big game that nobody has ever heard of before. And it's like literally one of the biggest games on Steam. Um, like, how does that work? Like, what yeah. is it? And so you spend the first... 500 words explaining what a fucking MOBA is and very yeah. basic detail being like you know it's kind of like a sport where there's there's five people on the team and it's you know a bit like basketball or whatever analogy I use I can't even remember yeah. or like a soccer team everybody's got their own sort of skills and abilities and then there's fucking towers all over the place and each team's trying to kill the towers and like that's very similar to like a Underlords game or a, a a battle a battle chess game where you're trying to explain all right it's like a chessboard and each hero has different abilities and you got to you know, have certain compositions and fight each other and you know there's also currency and there's interest and there's rng and this is how the rng works and there's a plate like there's there's a hero pool and if you're not explaining that stuff then somebody that reads it is going to be like i don't understand what the fuck this person is talking about like what is all these mechanics that is going on and so there's a very fine balance like i understand that at a certain point you're needing to um like i don't need to t- i don't need to tell you how an action rpg works in most cases unless it's like dark souls and they've got this weird mechanic where every time you die you you lose all your stuff and you've got to go back to the spot where you die like that's so you can still use the game's cultural shorthand of right. it's an action rpg yeah. Except, you know, but with a fucking mobile or with auto chess, you've got to be like, it's a brand new genre. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where do we begin? Um, I guess it's sort of like, yeah, which is why, yeah, why I wanted to go. I mean, when I talked about it for, because I wrote about uh, auto battlers, what are auto battlers for IGN last year? I did that big piece. I wrote forty one hundred words. And that wasn't even, there wasn't even a review in that. That wasn't even, there wasn't value judgment. That was literally just fucking describing what the fuck was going on. But you're also Um, describing what an auto battler is and then being like, all right, this is Underlords. This is Dota Chess, or I can't remember what name is, um, the mod. And this is what Team team Fight Tactics is doing. And these are the way, like, they're all sort of carving out their own space in in this genre um, where you can go extremely into detail about that. That's four thousand yeah. words. Yeah, right. Like, but I mean, yeah, that's that. That's the thing, right? Like, even just trying to explain the fucking genres. Yeah, forty-one hundred words, and that's fucking. That's the trick, right? Like, the trick is. Where where are you supposed to draw the line? Uh, hmm. I just, I honest to god think that fewer words in reviews is a mistake because i guess this one sticks with me because i i know a lot of people think i'm overly wordy and a lot Mm. of people think that you know fewer words is better like there's that that old thing of uh 
I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I, was it Jefferson? I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one instead. Because, you know, there's an art to condensing your words and, and picking them carefully. But the thing is, I already am picking my words carefully. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the review I wrote for GameSpot, oh my lord, oh, it was masterpiece. I had fucking puns for days. There were so many fucking puns. There were puns in Latin. In Latin. Nobody's making puns in Latin. I'm fucking... Oh, this 400 IQ shit. This is big brain shit, baby. Uh, but it all had to go. Which I, you know, I get, right? Like, I used to delete a lot of puns when I was editing reviews. Uh, but, like, all all of it was... That was just entertainment stuff. Like, it wasn't the... I remember... Kaziki, Dave Kaziki, uh, who was on the Raw DLC podcast, he used to love mm-hmm. inserting terrible puns. Uh, he would insert bad puns to try to get me to leave his favorite puns in. He'd be like, oh, I insert it. Uh, I'd be like, Dave, Dave, what are you doing? This yeah. review is a fucking nightmare. Why are there, why would you make this pun? And uh, like over beers later, after I'd edited it and I'd let his favorite pun go through he'd be like oh yeah no i put that one in so that you delete that and leave my good ones i'm like well now i know right like you've given up the game i'm just gonna delete all of them so yeah uh but (laughs) anyway no uh i i do like i already choose all those fucking questions uh those words real careful like yeah and there's a reason why they're in there yeah like, and, and I think when we were when we were even going through when you sent it to me, I was like, "Oh, you can probably go more detail in about this stuff." Like, I think it needs to be, yeah. Like, maybe talk about the underlords. There were like <laughs> three specific things where you're like, you haven't really touched on this, so you could go even further in. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> shit. Like the game's called Underlords, and I you could probably bet, spend I a thousand words like, talking about Underlords. I had like one sentence. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But like the perfect example is in in your review. I think the first comment that um that was on the article that somebody wrote was like, "This game sounds too much like it's pure RNG or something like that." Like this yeah. isn't for me. But in yeah. your original review, we talked about how it's RNG game. But here is why it's not purely RNG. You're you're taking the random number generator that it's doing and trying to work with it. Like it's you can still you know, like poker or whatever. Um, yeah. You kind of dealt this hand, but you can definitely win at it uh, if you play it properly. And like yeah. all of that stuff gets cut out and all of a sudden somebody's like, oh, this doesn't sound like a game for me because the bit where you explained why this works is not in there anymore. Like yeah. a gameplay mechanic. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that comment fucking, that ripped me up. But like, by and large, yeah, people fucking love the review. Like, that's the thing, right? Because like, it's, I think it's the justifying themselves. Like, oh, I really like this game, no, and no. so on the on the Underlord subreddit, yes, yeah. But like, it was I've seen it posted like elsewhere, like on Twitter and stuff. Like, right, and, and like on the game subreddit, and people were just like, "Yeah, this is a good review." Like, yeah, like, could have been better. I saw the original. I saw the. You need to release the <laughs> release the job <laughs> cut. Job cut. That is gold. Uh, yeah, like it. It was just one of those things, right? Like where at the end of the day, I mean, everyone gets precious about their words, but 
I think this this was one of those ones where I was just shit, man. I I answered every fucking question I figured people would have, and I think I like for a nine out of ten, I think I can could have convinced people to play it. Uh, yeah, even I, I mean, you, like we've talked about, it, you look at our group of friends that don't play Dota. Yeah. and they've jumped like I, I see Gavin on it all the time like he's always yeah. playing that game that dude's addicted <laughs> I fear for the children of tomorrow because t- one of their teachers is definitely playing way too much Underlords <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah um, so yeah with that in mind yeah I'm gonna do I think probably the first one I do probably at this rate be Doom Eternal because Hmm. I've put the feelers out to review it for people and nobody's biting yet so uh, nobody's bitten at all I've gotten just straight up rejection so uh, I might review it for like it's anyone who's expecting a fucking I don't know like bloodbath uh, I don't think it's going to happen I've uh, I sent you some footage uh, of Doom Eternal that I should have sent last week but I couldn't fucking I couldn't fucking plug the goddamn thing in. I didn't have the fucking... It wasn't even that cable you were showing. It wasn't even that one. Right. It was a straight-up SATA cable. Um, oh. I needed a USB to SATA. <laughs> fucking... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that complicated things. But I got it done. Um, and, yeah, I chopped out. That's just... That was the section I was talking about last week where uh, I, I was starting on fuck all health. And then I mm. had to get through as like this entire sequence where uh, like it's just a puzzle. It's a puzzle I had to solve. And you'll see, right, I didn't do all of the parts where I fucking died over and over and over again because uh, it, it was too tedious. Uh, but you will see the part where like you can see me get the health and then go towards the double damage but jump straight over it, uh, do some damage... I accidentally go through the portal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it, it like everyone can yeah. tell, uh, but I definitely accidentally went through the portal at the wrong time. I meant to step back through it uh, after I taken the shot, but I take a shot when I've already gone through the portal. And I just fucking piss off, like waste some ammo, which isn't ideal. Uh, but yeah, like, and then I just break down the rest of the and it, and it is like that combination of rip and tear and the hectic bouncing away trying to stay alive until like whatever it is i need to stay alive comes back up and stuff like that um i honestly think they've nailed it like my biggest criticism of doom eternal is that it is very video gamey and i don't think that is like i don't think anyone should be writing it off for being video gaming uh i think that would be an insane insane criticism um unless it gets like out of control later uh like it turns into some sort of fucking i don't know sonic ring chasing adventure um yeah no i I just think it's it's such a fucking tight uh execution of their Mm -hmm. original vision of what doom 2016 wasn't but yeah like yeah so anyone expecting I'm, i'm gonna do that review for the gap uh, I will definitely delve into how I was correct, but uh, yep. I might even just call it I was correct about Doom 2016. But right, re- 
nevertheless i will review doom eternal yeah, uh, nice so that, we'll start off with that why not if i'm gonna if i'm gonna complain about not being able to do the reviews i want i may as well fucking fix it um nobody wants complaints when they can't see fucking solutions so yeah anyway uh, cool. uh you can Lords. actually check out that footage as well it's on our youtube page the uh the jpodcast.com slash youtube I, I put it into the the podcast episode for last week i don't know if it's exactly in that spot you were talking about that specific uh, scenario um, yep. I think I put it in the part where you're talking about getting health and um, right. Okay. I think the bit, the bit where we clipped out for last week, but uh, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Because I was nice. like, I can't remember where this was. As I think you talked about it for 40 minutes. It was like a three yeah, minute clip. And I was like, I'll just stick it here. <laughs> <laughs> but but also put some uh, about 15 or 20 minutes of Ori footage um, yeah, awesome. on there as well. If people want to go check out the video version of the podcast. Um, anyway. Okay, so next up we've got Warhammer Vermintide 2, uh, which is a game that we've been talking about playing for a little while, yeah. and uh, finally jumped in. So this was released a couple of years back, and it is a um, set in the Warhammer universe, but it's it's like a cooperative four-player game um, in the style of like a Left 4 Dead, where yeah. hordes and hordes of enemies are coming at you, and you've got to kind of work your way from the start of the mission to the end. Um and complete objectives along the way. Yeah. Uh, and as you're doing that, it kind of throws at you cannon fodder enemies where there's just hundreds and hundreds of them coming at you all the time. Uh, but occasionally there's like the the named enemies that kind of um, have different abilities and uh, they're trying to break up the fight a little bit. So um, yeah, it's, it's a game that's gotten uh, very favorable reviews amongst the community. And yeah. we finally decided to check it out. Um, each character that you can play as sort of has their own special weapon types um, and sort of like movesets. So my yeah. character in particular was like a, uh, had a sword, but also secondary was like a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what yours had other than the dual pistols and maybe like a sword as well. A rapier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we had Nate playing as well. Um, yeah. I don't even remember what he was. I think he had maybe an axe or something. Like, no, a giant sword. Two-handed sword. And he had like a, I think a crossbow is his secondary. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically what it boiled down to was you were the ranged specialist, right? Your dude's bow and arrow abilities are fucking crazy and you can fire them super fast and you got shitloads of ammo, right? No, um, get, get because fun. everybody starts off with like very basic weapons, and as you go along, you can uh, attach different items or different types of weapons. And so I got one that had a lot of ammo, but the damage wasn't as much, so it'd take like three arrows to kill someone. So my right. my default um, bow and arrow was I think nineteen arrows or thirty maybe, and. Um, it was sort of like a one-shot kill, much like yep. the swords. So swords are kind of like one-shot kill. Um, but yep. the, the one that was shooting really fast was about three shots per person that right. would take someone out, unless it was a headshot. But it also, it wasn't that accurate. So right. um, it just shot really quickly. But you've also got your special ability where you just fucking, where it bounces between 16 cunts and they all die. Yeah, it right. seems to be like the cure, the ultimate, um, where it, it hits someone and it sort of pings off other people that are nearby. So yeah, 
Yeah, I don't really know how that one specifically works. Like, if there's a limit on how many people it can hit, or you just kind of just right. press it and that fucking but you're, <laughs> kills you're everything. Basically, legless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Nate's special. Nate, Nate's like the fucking melee specialist. Right. He's got the big sword that one hits everyone all the time and all that kind yep. of shit and swings real fast and he just fucking murders cunts. And then there's me. And my dude is not a specialist at anything and he's kind of shit. You have dual pistols. They don't one-shot anything. They don't, like, they fire pretty slow. He's like, bang, bang, bang. Unless, like, hold down RM. And I've only got 12 fucking shots. Hmm. Like... I'm running out of fucking ammo so fucking fast. They take 16 fucking hours to reload. And I'm... Bang, bang, bang. And then... Yeah, I'm fucking out again. It's fucking cooked. My dude's fucking terrible. Apparently it gets really good when you get to the really high levels and he gets good items. Right. Apparently he eventually gets some really good items. But it is a slog until you get there. But nothing ever was evident, evidence is better than the fact that I did fucking more monster damage than you two combined, and I had half as many fucking kills. So I'm standing there fucking doing these chops, and you're standing there, and you're like, oh yeah, it fires really fast, right? Uh, but um, it takes three hits to kill anything, except I'm doing one, I'm doing like two-thirds of their health in my first swing and then go to do the second swing but you're in there with the fucking bow and arrow like flinging into cunts all over the fucking place like killing all the dudes before I can get the killing blow on and somehow yeah. at the end I've done shit tons of damage but not getting any kills because people are stealing all the kills it is a stitch up is what it is a fucking stitch up my favourite part was when we finished the first level and then I did really, really well. And then you were like, fuck you. I'm going to smash you on the next one. And I just destroyed everybody on the next one as well. Because I was like, all right, well, I'll start playing properly as well then. Let's go. <laughs> and I switched out my rapier because I got this this uh, hand axe. Right. Like the only green item I got was a hand axe out of that first one. So I got this hand axe. And uh, it was like, I went from going, boop, 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 boop with the rapier to going like chop chop and uh so it also couldn't one shot anyone except mm. for uh headshots okay they want i you know anyone can one shot headshots um but nate kept swinging and he had like more range. his sword is longer so he's, he's got more range so i would run up and we'd run up together and he'd swing, and I'd go to headshot someone. Uh, yeah, headshot someone. And uh, but they'd already be fucking dead, and so I'd just swing and not hit anything. So I had to like run further ahead, and so I was like a fucking step behind doing my chop. And so on the next one, uh, I switched back to the rapier, and I was like chop, 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 chop. Yeah. But uh, it was still shorter, so I still had to go further. I could just swing it a bit faster uh, than Nate could, so I could actually get in. And do some like some headshots, but still, yeah. holy shit, man! Hmm. That that damage one was fucking bananas to me. I was like, how the fuck? How the fuck? Anyway, it gives you like it gives you stats at the end of a, a run, and uh, 
being competitive dickheads, uh, we were comparing them all. And on that axe run, not only did I not beat you, I didn't beat the bot. <laughs> I had worse oh, stats the bot, than the yeah. bot in like because it adds <laughs> a fourth bot uh, character, fourth character as a bot. Um, I had worse stats than the bot in in that second run. Because uh, yeah. yeah, this axe, I just couldn't fucking, I couldn't do anything with it. It was so slow, and yeah, my secondary weapon I changed to this fucking crossbow that like fired pretty slow but if i uh, like right mouse buttoned on it it did fire three at once yeah uh all that did was piss away all my fucking ammo really fast uh and so yeah i never had any ammo uh because you were running around grabbing it all uh no it was it was a um the the crates actually refill so anybody can grab them all you were grabbing all the incidental between the crates oh that doesn't give you any ammo that thing yeah, it gives like you like three, three. <laughs> but when you're running around with like fucking twelve max, three's a quarter of your fucking ammos. Like I was like, yeah, fucking three, but you're like still fucking hoovering it up, like fucking bang, 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 bang. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had good fun. But I was talking about this with Nate the other day. It's way too easy. <laughs> yeah, way too easy, and it's like gated behind this like gear thing, and I don't. I don't know why it has to be gated behind gear. Like, can't we just fucking play without gear? Can't we just play a horde game? Like, or like a Left 4 Dead? Why don't we just fucking yeah. play Left 4 Dead? Well, the difficulty is gated behind the gear. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, but- like we, we were having... It was way too easy for us, and we weren't able to turn it up because you needed to have a specific um, gear score in order yeah. to do that. And at that stage, we... Um, we weren't I oh, well I, I don't know like I think you're selling yourself short a little bit but you got caught by that creature where it drags you off a lot like you were pretty good oh, at yeah. that part um, thanks but, <laughs> but like the rest of it we've breezed through it for the for the other three games that we played you got caught by it a lot as well motherfucker. no I, I that was Nate I got pounced on once for half a second and that was it yeah, because I would save you every time it fucking happened. It happened once. I'd like, it'd, be, it'd be walking up behind you, ready to fucking snare you, and I'd be like, bang. And you'd be like, fucking, no, nah, too busy shooting the horde. I'm like, fucking saving you cunts from Meanwhile, fucking everything. Meanwhile, Job's off in the background being dragged away for the Because that was time. the other stat that I fucking <laughs> dominated at. I dominated at damage on monsters and specials killed were the oh. two fucking things I won, right? Because I was fucking saving you cunts the whole time. And then when I needed saving, where are you guys? Oh, mm. off getting fucking kills. Oh, getting, oh, I killed peons that take nothing. I'm fucking doing all this damage, killing all these specials. Fucking absolute stitch up. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm all I'm saying is... Oh, I hope so. Chuck it in. checking. Oh, I did. Sweet. Yes. Good. Good. Put it in. Put it in the chat. Um, yeah, what I'm what I'm pitching is we play like why don't we just play Left 4 Dead 2 or something? You know, like yeah. go back to that, see if that works. Yeah. Uh, see how many people we can get in. Like, because they got rid of the, they fixed it so it's no longer censored, right? We we got uncensored versions from the get go. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Do we have review versions? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. But um. Yeah, like, 
why aren't we just playing Left 4 Dead? That's not gated by... I, I don't know. Maybe it's ugly as sin and more immediately returned to Vermintide, but at least we can adjust the difficulty to something that will actually be challenging and mm. stuff like that, you know? That's all yeah. I'm saying. All I'm saying. Um, um, yeah. I think the other thing that was really weird is there's no... There's no, like, structure to... Um, or maybe we just weren't doing it probably, but there doesn't seem to be any structure of like, this is a the first level or the second level. You kind of just hit quick play or play and yeah. it just chucks you in somewhere. And I don't even know how it's picking those levels or if we're going to get the same one a second time in a row or are we playing like the second hardest level or are we playing I like couldn't two tell, really yeah. easy levels? Or- <laughs> how are the levels we're playing even from the same like, because there's a couple of different... Like expansions and things, yeah. Um, like <clears throat> campaigns and stuff as well. Like, it, like you know, in Left 4 Dead, you've got like four missions in a row that make up one campaign, right? I can't even tell if we're playing like fucking three missions from the same campaign. I think we're just playing fucking whatever because they didn't seem to be linked by anything. We just yeah. And but like it specifically told us we should play quick play. It's like you get better rewards if you play quick play. I'm like, well. Uh, we want rewards so we can up the fucking difficulty level. So I guess we'll do that, right? And like, sorry to go back on this, but like, remember when at the end we worked out how to get all those chests from doing achievements and I got fucking twice as many chests because I killed twice as many fucking specials as you cunts? No, remember I think, that bit? I think it remember was how because I got that many expansions or something. I didn't buy any fucking chests. I didn't buy any fucking expansions. <laughs> I did more shit. I achieved more. The game recognized I that was I was fucking bumping your better skill in the level game. up a little bit more because that of is what? absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he you needs a bit of help this one. Let's give him some purples. Fucking nothing. They're like this guy is doing everything. We should fucking reward him for his efforts. <laughs> and you guys did nothing. It's and like as a result, you got fucking. Knew it was like this is the doom guy. We need to give him all the help he can get because <laughs> <laughs> he's bad at games. It's bad at shooters. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, it seems fun, but it definitely needs a difficulty hike for us. Yeah, it was way too easy. I reckon we install Left 4 Dead 2. We'll check yeah, that out. Yeah, I'm up for that. Let's check that out. Because that was definitely so, yeah. a tough game. Because I'm looking and I've I've got four friends who played recently, including one who played for the first time ever on February 28th on my Steam. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently Left 4 Dead's back. <laughs> it's back. All the people that yep. were waiting for two. Uh, sorry, three. Three, and, yeah, uh, hasn't come out yet. Didn't they confirm it's never coming or some shit? I don't know. My Google Home is going off. Oh yeah, that's what you classic. Get. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. What's next, Kronka? Uh, Kronka, play more Kronka. Kronka is basically a dream game. I don't understand why more people don't know about it. It's crazy. Uh, they've got these special servers. I think I was saying this last week with Call of Duty. Um, we are playing Infected in Call of Duty. And it's just crazy how much better um, the Infected mode in Krunker, a free fucking free game you play in your browser, is compared to uh, Call of Duty. It's like, it's just bananas to me. Like, I just don't understand. Um, 
But they've also got these parkour maps, which are sort of like... Uh, they don't have surfing mm. in Conquer, but they do have... Yeah, these parkour maps remind me a lot of surf maps from Counter-Strike back in the day. I don't know if they still do surf maps in Counter-Strike. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, they still do um, But yeah, no, these, these are basically... Uh, it's about, like, yeah, it's just these long maps that, like back in on themselves and challenge you to complete like just basically jumping puzzles the entire way through uh and then eventually they reach a point where yeah you're like completing insane because there's bunny hopping uh in Kronka. like mm-hmm. simplistic bunny hopping but also uh a if you if you crouch when you exit a jump you will slide um, so there is a technique called, I think it's bunny hop slide. Uh, but basically you can pick up a lot of speed by bunny hopping. And at the end of each hop, you crouch for a second as well, because you pick up more speed and then you continue to pick up speed as you do that. So you can cover insane amounts of distance. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, eventually you're doing like that you're doing bunny hop slides to cover giant gaps while also like what you're landing on is like three pixels wide uh pressed up against a wall and you're like fucking sliding along these walls and it basically feels like titanfall wall running except it's not some simplistic fucking you jump at a wall and will automatically wall run you are doing this shit like it is complex you are paying a fuck ton of attention to uh just the movement itself and it's just a it's just good shit like yeah Kronka is utterly free and involved like like has some of the most fucking fascinating level design from community creators in it uh i just yeah i don't know that's the other game that i if i need to take a, a break for 10 to 15 minutes i will play some i'll pop out some Kronka. um I don't play, yeah, I don't play any of the regular game anymore. I just play the special maps and pretty much just parkour or infected. Right. I play some gun. I play, I, I do play gun game, but I always get banned because people think I'm hacking. Because um, they're all children. Um, and it literally it feels like quake like it feels exactly like yeah. the movement feels exactly like quake so i just fucking bounce around i'll just fucking punt cunts um so yeah i constantly get banned uh in gun games but yeah nobody's banning me in parkour maps because i can't shoot anyone so yeah right um have you had a chance to check out the uh new robot game first person shooter um that's very much quake inspired uh, I can't no, remember the, the name. Beta, the beta went up on the weekend, but I didn't get into the beta, unfortunately. I emailed them, but uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's drove me fucking bananas. Yeah, had a free weekend. Oh, no, a closed beta weekend last weekend, right? Yeah. That's the one we're talking about? Uh, yeah. B- uh, diabotical? Yeah, diabotical. diabotical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't, but I'm very excited to. Uh, very interested to see how it plays. I watched some uh, Twitch and it looks like Quake. <laughs> like the movement, oh, that yeah? sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm in. But yeah. Right. Um, 
Okay, so you went and checked out a bunch, like a suite of games over the I week. I did, yes. Last Friday, uh, two publishers, um, Devolver and Coke Media, uh, Coke Interact, I don't know, Coke, uh, Kosh, Cock, I don't know, whatever they're called. Um, they had basically like PAX East showcase days which I think is a fucking awesome idea. They did this last uh, year. Well, at least uh, Devolver did last year, and we got yeah. to check out a bunch of games before they were available to the public and yeah. played them, which is awesome. Which It's uh, such a killer idea. Um, so, uh, in in order... Uh, so, yeah, I went to... Coach... Cock? Cock. Whatever. Uh, Cock. Coke. Went to Cock <laughs> first. Uh <laughs> And um, they had they had a bunch of games on on display. They had uh, Iron Harvest, which is uh, like a company of heroes set in the Scythe universe. Scythe is that board game. I think did we play or did I play it with Nate and Katie? I think we played it. So that that board game, sort of like steampunky. Uh, risk type thing. Mm, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, so think it's so. a cool board game. I've got it in the in the fucking shelf back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't play it a lot because it's one of those very involved, uh, like passive combat games that I find don't go well with drinking, and I tend to do better with games that go well with drinking. You know, um, but uh, yeah. Iron Harvest. I didn't get to play this. Uh, there were there were a lot of people, and not a lot of not as many machines. Uh, there were a lot of machines. There were just a fucking lot of people. Um, so um, yeah, and limited amount of time as well, unfortunately. But I like it looked fucking awesome. I watched over Alex Walker from Kotaku's shoulder while he played, and I watched Junglus play it a bit as well and um yeah it looked fucking really cool like um just uh basically what uh, it says on the box i don't think it is described as company heroes but in the fucking scythe universe but that literally is what i think it is like Hmm. it just looked exactly like that and it seemed to fucking work really well um that visual style that scythe has translates so fucking well into uh that real-time tactics sort of gameplay um so yeah it works it looked fucking cool i'm i'm actually really excited for that um so there was that uh and then there was uh there was something else i didn't get to play um and i spongebob some spongebob remake okay uh I didn't get to play it, so, uh, damn. I mean, they asked me if I wanted to play it, and I said no, so I didn't so much not get to play it as much as didn't want to play it. Um, but what I did get to play was uh, Desperados 3. Wait, wait, sorry. It's SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. That, that sounds right. Rehydrated. Rehydrated, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not really my jam. Um, they also had Destroy All Humans. 
okay. remastered there, but uh, I'm not that interested in a remaster of that, I, I suppose. Um, Desperados 3, though. Uh, so Desperados 3 is, like... I, like... I don't even know how to describe these games, eh? Like, I always just thought of them as Commandos games. Yeah. Because they're basically like Commandos, right? Like, you've got... It's basically a real-time tactics game where you've only got hero units, uh, I guess is the easiest way to fucking describe it. Um, And so... And and they're vaguely linear as opposed to, I guess, the broader... um, The broader gameplay structure of a real-time tactics game that allows you to sort of go very much anywhere um the commanders games were always a little bit narrower not too like a puzzle game yeah trying to figure out how to get through a specific map like the precursor to the XCOM style of game you know um like very much the precursor because the i guess the XCOM game what the XCOM games introduced was a lot of variants um and variants through like you know uh giving the capacity to modify your your team and and stuff like that through the researching and stuff but also variants through rng which yeah didn't really happen in like commandos and and uh desperados if you did an action it was guaranteed to happen yeah type of thing you know uh so yeah puzzle puzzle in that top-down isometric uh view uh puzzle gameplay in that in that viewpoint um but yeah desperado's three a western game um and yeah you you like in this it it is so 100 percent just the the puzzle style gameplay where you look at like you sort of take in the field of play and you, you've got to work out how to approach it the you know the best to make sure everything goes the way you want it to to make sure that you can um eliminate uh your any threats without taking any uh, <clears throat> any damage yourself yeah uh so yeah i i guess um this was sort of real close to the start of the game, it felt like, because there was a lot of tutorializing, a lot of hand-holding, a lot of breadcrumbing to get you to... And, and a lot of the first enemies that you ran into were sort of just set up to die in specific ways, you know? It was like, you know, throw the fucking knife or stab this dude, and also you've got to hide him in a bush because someone's going to patrol by, or you've got to hide in a bush and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Teaching you how all the mechanics work, you know, how... Uh, they can view things, how um, they'll react to things, how you can lure people, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then the I think the section that I sent you in video is sort of directly after it opens up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It did, there were a couple of little things in there that it was still teaching me. But yeah, basically it seemed like the first level of the game. It plays really well. Uh, my favorite thing, my absolute favorite thing, is that uh, every minute or so, uh, a thing will come up in the top of the screen and it'll be like, it's been 65 seconds since you last auto-saved. Maybe you should auto-save. <laughs> like, it's right. like, you should quick save. Quick save. <laughs> yeah, maybe quick you save. should save. 
You should quick save. Quick save. Uh, unless you want to fuck all this shit up, you should quick save. And uh, it's good. Like, that's a really... I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before, but it was... Uh, I, I found it very entertaining because it's definitely one of those games where you do want to quick save quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, you you want to... Because A, it gives you the space to experiment a little bit. And B, uh, it also protects you from, you know, goofing up too hard and ruining a bunch of fucking, like, you know, pissing away a bunch of time. Um, mm. I don't know if the game's going to have, like, an Iron Man mode type thing that won't allow you to save, but I'm 99% <laughs> sure it will. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. I was quick. I, I think I loaded once uh i tried something it didn't quite work out uh it's mostly just a, a case of like accounting for everything once you account for everything like as puzzles go it seems like very broad but shallow but i'm sure based on commando's experience because i didn't play desperado's one or two i did play commando's Based on my commando's experience, though, hmm. it, it gets deeper as you go in, you know? Like, the further you go into the game, it'll get deeper. And, and I think that's what's going to happen uh, with Desperados, you know, just because this is the first level. It was very wide, and so, like, the level was quite wide, and so there was a lot you could fuck up on a broad scale, but there wasn't a lot you could fuck up on a very deep scale um, because as long as you accounted for every single person on the map and, like, maintained uh, an idea of what their vision was, you weren't going to run into a lot of uh, problems. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you got two characters, you direct them in different areas, you can, there are, like, you can use them both at the same time, like, there are actions you can do to use both of them at the same time uh, to act simultaneously, that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I guess that was about it, really. Like, uh, it was just, uh, I don't know, a, like a really good game. Uh, yeah. It felt really good already. Like, I think the biggest thing that it's going to need to overcome is uh, is the story, I guess. Because it does feel quite linear, if you're like if the puzzles don't get deeper later on then the story will have to be enough to carry you you know uh like the story will be ha have to be the defining feature that keeps you on path right uh, yeah if that makes sense you know like if the puzzles can't keep you engaged the story has to do it <clears throat> i didn't find the storytelling to be all that interesting but I don't know, it might get better. Puzzles will probably definitely get uh, deeper. Yep. And yeah, it all pretty much hinges on that. But I'm I'm very excited to see how it goes. Because uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played a game like it. And it was very, felt very nostalgic to go back into it. I'd yep. personally prefer another Commandos, but Desperos, good enough. I'm there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, we've got Carrion. Which we've talked about before. We have talked about Carrion before. 
I wish I was... I, th I thought I had gameplay footage of this that you could have been watching on the YouTube, but unfortunately, I clearly fucked that up and didn't record anything from the Devolver section, unfortunately. Anyway, Carrion, this was just a later build uh, of Carrion. Of Carrion's uh, the game where you are a monster, uh, and you're roaming through this lab, trying to escape from this lab. Uh, it's... What, what's amazing about Carrion is the, like, the fucking traversal. Like, it feels... Like, you sort of just move through spaces and carrying, like, the monster sort of accommodates for your movement the whole way. Mm. Uh, and so it feels really good to move around. And then the gameplay aspect comes from, like, reaching out with your tentacles and then grabbing enemies. And there's this very, like, this devilishly fucking cool feeling of reaching it like hiding in a vent and then reaching a tentacle down and grabbing a fucking like machine gunner guy and dragging him up and flinging him into the roof and then flinging him up and down until he's just this fucking pile of blood <laughs> and then dragging what's left of him into your mouth uh to eat him like it's just it's like fucking gross and cool at the same time it's really fucking it's good stuff yeah um yeah, it was just an updated build, so there wasn't really a lot else to get from it, but it feels like the game's coming along really well. Uh, it definitely feels like a game you're going to have to play on fucking controller. Uh, yeah. It's just, it is if is that sort of game, you know, like the movement just lends itself to a thumbstick more than WASD yeah. from, the, from the outset. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Then we've got Exit the Gungeon, uh, which came out on Apple Arcade last year. Okay, yep. Uh, and it's a... Like, Enter the Gungeon was a top-down, like, roguelike shooter... This is more of like a. It's almost a wave based uh, platform, like shoot 'em up. Mm -hmm. I think there are roguelike elements in it, uh, but basically, yeah, you, you've got your uh, your little dude, and you're jumping from platform to platform uh, on this single screen, and enemies spawn in. You got to kill them. And once you kill them, you go to a different screen. And, uh, yeah, you got to exit the dungeon that way. Uh, it's not, you know, enter the dungeon, I think ha there was quite a bit of exploration. I didn't see any of that in exit the dungeon. It seems to be more about the shooting gameplay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, but it still seems fun. Uh, it just doesn't seem anywhere near as deep as enter the dungeon. Um, I guess there might be depth that I wasn't seeing. Me and Nate were playing, like, Life by Life. Uh, super old school. Uh, so anytime, when you died, you had to hand the controller over. Um, it was a lot of fun. Like, it's a lot of fun in playing that way. I mean, that was... But that was more nostalgia shit. Like, just 
that's how I used to play with my brothers and stuff. Uh, yeah, it just worked. It lends itself very well to that sort of style of gameplay. I could see still like you know just playing it on your own, but it doesn't didn't feel like it would last. That I mean, I say that, but my first couple of goes at Enter the Gungeon, I didn't last very long either. So, uh, and then eventually I finished it, and it took me fucking ages. Um, I guess Exit the Gungeon, on the other hand. Yeah, I guess I'm sort of, my immediate attitude to it is a little bit more cynical because it is a port of a mobile game, but Mm -hmm. it didn't look like a port and it played well on controller. So, uh, just, uh, yeah, initial impression type thing. Uh, I will will very much play it when it comes out uh, to see if it goes. I'd love another... I thought Enter the Gungeon was fucking phenomenal when I played it. So I'd love to see yeah, more of that style of game. Yeah. Uh, then we got Disc Room. Uh, Disc Room, I think, was only announced at PAX East. So it was basically announced the day we got to play it. Uh, nobody had any fucking idea of what they were doing. And that was half of the entertainment of Disc Room. Uh, but basically, you're a dude and you're in these rooms. And it sort of reminds me of... Um, like those very old school uh like room by room games um like battletoads and stuff um like top down and you're locked in the room and then you move to like you can move left or up or right and then yeah you you make your way through this sort of like maze well the trick of disc room is that uh you unlock doors by dying uh, so every room, instead of having enemies and you don't shoot or anything, it's got these discs that spawn. Hmm. And these discs are fucking saw blades that fuck you up and they, they'll kill you. The moment they hit you, uh, they'll kill you. And uh, Disc Room is sort of a game about dying and also occasionally not dying. And you've got to like work out what your objective is in any given room and then complete that objective. And so... Yeah, it might be like die to 11. One of them was literally die to 11 different types of enemies and it was a crotch punch Hmm. of a fuck because you had to work out, like, you had to work out which discs were different. The different discs, basically, because you needed... and, And they weren't... Like, this was 11 enemies or 11 discs across every room you've encountered. It wasn't just, you know, the rooms you've you're in at that moment it's like go back to other rooms and find 11 different types and so there's like this cataloging thing going on but at the same time there are others where it was like survive for 20 seconds and you're like okay i can do that uh and then like the discs keep fucking spawning more and more discs and like shit gets hairy and do you remember playing geometry wars and doing like the pacifism achievement nope i've (laughs) never did that fantastic memories of doing pacifism in a big i think they turned it into a full-blown mode in geometry wars two or three yeah right but it feels very much like that like you're specifically not trying to kill anything and at the same time struggling mightily to stay alive and it feels like your death is an inevitability and that raises the stakes like significantly higher and then there's the ticking clock at the same time at the top mm. of the 
screen counting towards your goal and and then you die like fucking 19 uh, seconds and 0.5 and you're like fuck gotta go in again try it again you do uh or you go to a different room and try some other challenge um and i don't know i just i i love the idea of a fucking pacifism mode game i, I think it's a really clever fucking idea yeah um because yeah pacifism was always a very entertaining mode in geometry wars to me yeah uh and then we have it's a man eater uh, man eater yeah um so man eater um is the shark game of my fucking dreams um it's being made by well it's being published by tripwire um and you're a shark and i guess the over like overreaching overarching conceit of the game is uh that's like a documentary series about sharks Mm -hmm. uh and it's narrated by chris Parnell, who is uh jerry from rick and morty or cyril figus from archer uh and yeah he he just you know sort of talks talks about shark things right uh but at the same time he also like meta narratively justifies things you're doing like he'll be like oh and the shark decided to return to its home base again for some reason the shark just left its home base but it's back again uh stuff like that and also it'll be like uh you know even though sharks don't usually uh leap out of the water uh this shark has decided to do exactly that and stuff like that yeah uh and they use that i guess to sort of hand wave away a lot of the goofier stuff i i feel like it's a game that has actually a lot of respect for sharks they just know that nobody wants to play a shark game that where you don't eat a lot of fucking people Mm. so they'll be like even though sharks usually wouldn't eat a human this shark appears to very much want to devour as many as it can right and it sort of just does that sort of that sort of chatter uh to sort of yeah narratively justify what you're doing but also like puts it back on the player a little bit it's like sharks don't eat people this shark is making different decisions and so it places it at the feet of the player which i think will is a good plan to stave off what i'm sure will be at some point criticism that it will receive for showcasing sharks in a negative light because i do think i think that was a concern that i had when it was first announced that that sort of at the back of my head you know i don't know if sharks need more bad press mm-hmm. right but if you set it up as a goof and uh and present it as as a bit of a you know yeah it's it's silly uh sharks don't really do this and if you remind people of that uh i think you can get away with it and still have a game that is yeah fun and goofy and and uh interesting yeah it's a video uh, game. It's a video game, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, you play as a shark, you shark it up. You just shark about. Uh, you start out as this... As... as Like a big shark. And they give you an opportunity to experience the big shark... Full big shark experience. Right. Before then... Like, putting you all the way back down to a baby shark. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Before uh, taking your powers away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think that they didn't do very well was give you the like incentivize you to experience the the breadth of because they talked about they did like a presentation before we played it and they they talked about how the combat was actually very deep hmm. and you had these combinations of abilities uh, you could like flick the you could like tail flick to attack things and you could chomp and you could also like grab things and then tail flick them at other things as a sort of like fucking ranged attack yeah uh which was hyper amusing but uh goofy as all shit uh but like they didn't do a good job of justifying why you would need to do all that stuff like it never felt necessary to do anything but chomp shit Mm. um and then when you get reset to being a baby shark uh, you don't even have the tail whip for like a, a fair amount of time like until you level up for the first time you don't even unlock tail whip so it, you are literally just chomping shit and so there's that yeah I felt like they sh- what they should have done is basically directly in, like giving you opportunities against enemies to see how deep the combat is because I think what I played made the combat feel quite shallow at that said it didn't really matter to me all that much because it didn't it doesn't feel like a game where you need deep combat it feels like a game where like just sort of sharking about and exploring the region is pretty much enough i do think that i think you had to like eat 20 catfish at one point and i think you needed to do that two more times to lure out the apex predator of the region i don't think i need to eat 60 fucking catfish if i'm being frank uh i I don't know if that's some sort of stat related thing yeah uh but yeah uh, 60 is too high a number like you can easily chop that in half it might be 30 i don't know uh but yeah like it just felt like i was eating too many fucking catfish i spent a lot of time eating catfish maybe it's supposed to be a thing that is uh organically happening as you're doing other missions no no they're in specific areas that's the thing right right? like it's not like you see a catfish and you eat it it's like go to this area and eat all the fucking catfish okay uh so yeah it's yeah it was just a bit off (laughs) yeah um so that was that was a bit off but otherwise like i actually found it to be very zen like just swimming around with my fin out of the water like my dorsal fin out of the water just sharking about through the fucking water just found it yeah very zen very mm. fucking cool yeah okay. so my you describing it my one concern about it is this narration thing that's happening whether or not that's going to become um old very quickly like hearing the same thing over and over again like if there's a way no i never heard him repeat himself right yeah but you you didn't you didn't play it for 15 or 20 hours right 
Like, at what True. stage are you playing this game? And you're like, I've heard this thing like eight times. So just let me switch it off. Or yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, like, ideally, they like there were long periods where he just wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think that's good. Like, if he if he if they restrict it to the first time you do something yeah like a semi like achievement ch- like type check thing. it off yeah yeah like a checkpoint then that'll be good uh if it happens every time like yeah the first time you go to your safe space uh safe haven and then when you return to that safe haven he has a line for that hmm. uh and maybe like the 20th time but otherwise i don't want to fucking hear it yeah um, yeah that's a tricky thing to get right <laughs> Hopefully they yeah. thought of that. But yeah, from my experience, it was just entertaining <clears throat> yeah. uh, and like a weird, weird thing for Chris Parnell to be doing. I thought. Yep. Like, seems like a weird role for him. But yeah. Anyway, um, does that have a date yeah. yet? I don't think so. I should know. Eh? Nah. It looks like it had a date of 2019 and got pushed back. Um, it says here 2020, May. Uh, it says... Uh, what? It says it's by uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates. And uh, it's quite old. Okay. Yep. It was covered, though, by Nelly Furtado. Man, it all. Yep. Yeah, do you not know the song? According to my Google, the, the game it came out on their eleventh studio album, H two O, in nineteen eighty two. Yeah, uh, cool. Anyway, that was that. Man, nice. it's cool. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it looks interting. All right. Yep. Uh, so that was everything you saw. No, uh, yes, that that was everything I saw at, you on those about? two days, on that day. Yeah. <laughs> no, just everything. Just right. everything in general. Um, so I think the last one I've got on here is Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, which yep. demo dropped for this on the PlayStation Store. Um, yeah. Did you get a chance to to play the demo? Sorry, the the preview session they had. No. No. Okay. I did not. I was scheduled to play this. Uh, I think in January. What month is it now? It's March. Uh, or maybe last month. I, I was supposed to go check it out they ended up bumping it back because they pushed the um the release date for this back a month and so that that preview event ended up getting cancelled and uh it sounds like it was last week maybe um where people got about three hours hands-on with the game uh and that's not uh what is in the demo the demo is about an hour um right but yeah did you play it or not no no did I don't you play, play it. the original i just want to pl- yeah of course um yeah if if i'm gonna play the remake i'm just gonna play it when it comes out eventually whenever the fuck that is mm. uh and i'm just gonna experience it afresh i don't want to play because how many times do i have to fucking run through the same fucking train bit i assume it's the train bit at the start so i didn't i didn't know um, i want to do that i don't have an attachment to the final fantasy 7 um game at all i didn't really play a lot of it um, I think I played a demo maybe one stage. I really came on board around about eight is when I jumped in. Because right. when did it, it did it came out on the come out on the PlayStation One? Yeah, 
Yeah. See, I, I never had a PlayStation One. I, I I jumped into PlayStation in the the two era. Um, well, that so. would have been ten. Because eight and nine were both on the PS One as well. Really? Yeah. Mm, no. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, oh, buddy. Oh no! You know what would have been um, backwards compatibility there. Right. That's what it would have yep. been. Okay. And so, you, what did you play? Nine. I played eight and was nine the one with the furry kids? Yep. Yeah, I played that one. So you played two of the worst <laughs> and skipped over the one everyone fucking loves. Yeah, it sounds like it. Cool. I liked eight. Interesting. <laughs> eight um, was the one with um, uh, the... Dancing. Gun swords. Gun swords, Yeah. You could fight a T Rex right at the start and uh, break the entire game. Okay. Yeah. Which one was the one with the uh, uh, space soccer? Um, ten. Was it Blitz ten? Ball. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, so I, I don't have a huge attachment to seven. Um, sure. Jumped into this one, the, the demo. Yeah, as I said, it's about an hour. It starts off with the train sequence, ends when you leave. Uh, there's like a boss battle, uh, and then you're trying to escape the power plant like you said that's the the sequence not it's not super long um i guess the biggest change they've got in here is the combat is completely overhauled uh it's no longer a choosing spells or attacks and then attacking something like sort of a a time-based um like a not a time-based a um well you take turns turn-based turn-based combat uh it's 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 happening in (laughs) real time you are attacking people with your item your sword whatever it is uh very similar to like a kingdom hearts sort of combat system um where you hit things and then you build up uh enough magic points or mp um not magic points uh meter and then you can use that meter to limit break yeah do specific spells well no there's limit break is like another meter on top of that oh okay yeah right um, right, and so and then yeah, you get you're, beaten you're a, up at school. You can wail on things with your sword, and then be like, "Oh, I've got enough to do a special attack," and you use that, and then you can eventually like stagger certain enemies, and then when they're staggered, they're sort of like stunned, and that does even more damage to them, um, and that comes into effect a bit later on when you're fighting the big boss battles that take a long time to do. Like you kind of want to figure out how to stagger them using certain abilities. Like, oh, this one is immune to. Um, or it takes a lot of damage when you use the lightning attacks and that builds up the stagger meter a lot quickly and then you can stagger it and then start just smashing this thing completely um so it's a lot about like working what the weaknesses are on specific enemies and then sort of exploiting that um yeah and so the game looks extremely pretty it's doing that final fantasy thing where it sort of blends the cg into the game um so you watch the the cutscene of like the train coming in and cloud on top of the train uh and then it sort of like cuts to this is the game sequence and uh, off you're you're running and so it looks very very pretty um i do like the combat uh, like i said it's very similar to the kingdom hearts thing but i think it is a bit more strategic like you've got to think about the fights a little bit more like kingdom hearts is very your button mash and then you press the spell ability and you you get all these different spells and you can kind of pick the one you want it doesn't really matter which one you pick but this one is more like all right i actually to think about what i want to do here and that when you do um decide to pick one of these spells you basically hit like the command menu 
and it sort of slows the game down into it's not necessarily paused it but it's really really slow so there's still stuff slowly happening in the background but for the most part you can you can sort of sit there and think about all right what do i want to do next uh, and then you can think about all right do i want to cast this spell or do i want to tell my party member to attack this specific creature or thing over here and cast this spell um, and so you can switch between other characters and some of them have different uh, abilities so uh, barrett is a range specialist and there are certain enemies in this particular demo that you can only attack using him because they're up high and he's the one with the the machine gun hands um who's able to take those enemies at range uh and so it sort of incentivizes you to switch between them backwards and forwards. Well, they call him yeah. machine gun hands machine gun hands um so i think combat works pretty well um looks pretty the uh, dialogue is terrible. It's extremely cheesy. Um, and the voice acting is about what I'd expect from this character. He just sounds whiny. Uh, was he? Is he supposed to be whiny? Yeah. All right. Well, they've, They're all whiny. They've nailed that completely. Um, it's, it's crazy that you're coming off Kingdom Hearts and you still thought that, though. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. They're the same character, aren't they? I think they're the same character. Yeah. Basically. They've just been remaking the same game. 16 times a fucking uh, decade mm. forever yeah yeah um, I, I guess the other thing about this is it's it's not a um, it's not like a they haven't gone in and upped the visuals like it's not a remaster of Final Fantasy it's the remake they're doing the Resident Evil thing where they've gone in and overhauled like everything in there so the cop that the combat is completely completely new um, and I think people will, I think people will dig it. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to say what like the purists will think about the combat, but I think they'll like it. Um, cause it's very, it's not too, too different to, I guess the original game, like the choosing your spells and attacks and that sort of thing. Um, but it's, uh, it, like it's close enough that it still makes it more action, brings it up to date. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, um, the soundtrack sounds amazing. Uh, like as someone who has not played Final Fantasy, you sort of hear the the inklings about like the combat music will kick in. Um, so that stuff sounds really good. And the only concern that I have about this is, and I'm not sure people are aware of it as like as much as a sort of mainstream sort of thing, is that this isn't called Final Fantasy Remake Part One or anything. Of being very coy about the fact that this is part one of I don't even know parts part two part three um and I think that's fucking dodgy at the moment yeah it's extremely it's, dodgy it's pretty bad yeah um yeah again if people don't know that that listen to this this is a uh it's going to be split up into certain sections um yeah. and so they're working on the first part which is this game and then a second one will be released at some other stage, which will continue the story of Final Fantasy VII. Um, so I don't know where that's going to sort of end, uh, because like I, I yeah, because I don't know the I'm story honest, of Final right? Fantasy VII. I don't know what it like where they could stop it or cut it in half or. Into- when the flower girl dies, that's when they'll fucking stop it. I reckon. Yeah, see, I don't know I what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, but like the. 
appeal, the 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 genius of Final Fantasy to me was mm. that it was all this one package. This this was this one giant package that you got. It was because I because we you know we'd pull our money to buy a game yeah uh, for the PlayStation and Final Fantasy was one of those games that we pulled to buy for. Uh, that I actually like voted pretty heavily against the purchase. Yeah. I did not think it was going to be a, a very good, like a very worthwhile purchase, right? Because uh, I didn't see how we could all play it together. You know, like it didn't really make sense to me from that perspective. Um, but uh, it was my brother's turn to pick, so he picked this one, and I couldn't really go against him. And it wound up being obviously from my perspective a genius pick because it was fucking we got hundreds of hours of gameplay out of it uh like hundreds it was for value time to value the money it was absolutely worth the effort right uh worth it worth the money but, but, but um, why is it because you're playing it through once and then playing a second time or no because of the sheer like amount of shit you wound up being able to do in this one fucking playthrough like you you know, like, from a fucking narrative perspective, it was a fucking nightmare. There's mm. this meteor bearing down on the fucking planet, uh, and me and my brothers will spend, like, fucking three weeks trying to breed the perfect fucking Chocobo. But, like, <laughs> we're like, well, yeah, I guess we're all going to die, but I think I know how to make a fucking black Jacobo, and then we're one step closer to a gold Jacobo. And, uh... Yeah, like, from, yeah, a narrative perspective, absolute idiocy. But, like, yeah, otherwise, or, like, we're fucking snowboarding. We're finding new places to go snowboarding and shit. And you're like, I can't believe this game has all this shit. This is fucking amazing. Um, but, yeah, it was, the like, the sheer amount. Like, if we were to, if we were to, you know, jump back in time and... Or jump ourselves forward in time, rather. And me and my brothers pull our money together and then go down to... I think it was Mr. Toy's Toy World to go buy uh, the latest PlayStation 4 game. Uh, and and my brother votes for Final Fantasy VII Part 1. We would get a fucking quarter of the same experience for the same money. And it just feels... It just leaves me with a sour taste in my fucking mouth, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm very much not about the idea of them doing that. Yeah, I don't think we even... Do we know if it's going to be two parts or more than that? I think it's three. I've heard three. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's the, the marketing, the name of it is very dodgy. Yeah. By, by putting it out as Final Fantasy VII Remake and then potentially having this, uh, I don't know, cliffhanger at the end and being like, Final, and then like part two will come later on or chapter two or whatever they want to call it um people yeah. thinking they're buying a full product and being because it's going to be a full price game um yeah and again i don't know how long it's going to be maybe it maybe it is a mainline 30 hour experience maybe there's more in there that they've put in that's not necessarily from the original game um but i think it's a it's either going to backfire on them extremely hard when people get their their hands on it and they're like what the fuck we're like where's the rest of this game why is it a 10 hour experience or it could be you know a 50 hour experience still uh with a lot of content in there so i think it's gonna be tricky for them but hopefully they know what they're doing 
like the Resident Evil stuff. Uh, they, I know it's different sort of companies, but um, they've done pretty good with that with that sort of thing. It's a yeah, it's a pretty big difference because uh, they added yeah they they put even more than what Resident Evil Two had in you know yeah um yeah. but yeah I like as somebody who is not uh, affiliated with Final Fantasy Seven uh, as much as other people I, I'm definitely keen to check this out next month when it drops yeah fair enough yeah looks great uh, cool. all right that's it one last game. Oh, there's one more. Yeah, you missed it. Gloomhaven. Oh, okay. Play Gloomhaven on the weekends. Me and the uh, me and the boys playing some Gloomhaven. Um, got through another two scenarios. Uh, the only real problem I have with the rate at which we play Gloomhaven is the rate at which we play Gloomhaven because we're playing like two scenarios every month. Yeah. And there's a hundred scenarios, uh-huh. so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're probably never going to fucking yeah. come close. Gloomhaven 3 will be out by the time you finish. <laughs> Basically. Um, no, uh, we, like, I still enjoy my time with it. I said it last time. Um, I, I think this, like, if this was a video game, it would not be as highly rated as it is. But it is a fascinating uh, exercise in, like, managing to make everything work together so well in Gloomhaven mm-hmm. in a way that is largely uh, unambiguous. There are a few rules, a few like things where it will say something and you won't be 100% certain as to what that means. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I'm thinking of is Nate, like we all decided, I think, I don't know if we all went away and read stuff uh, or what. I went away and read how the fuck am I supposed to play this game uh, and not die every fucking round? And what my main takeaway was it doesn't matter if you die in a dungeon. You don't die, you just become exhausted. And as long as, like, one person in the party is not exhausted, mm-hmm. you're A-OK. Um, but, so I, like, because my character starts with way less cards than everyone else. Mm. And when you run out of cards you're done so like you're exhausted um so my, like my my takeaway was oh uh i think i'm fucked um I, like i just don't know how i'm supposed to fucking last through these games turns out it doesn't matter um as long as someone else is there to do it so yeah that's that was my takeaway from reading into what i should be doing better at gloomhaven but it seems like either nate landed on it organically or he mm-hmm. read it but uh his character is a tank and he started tanking and so the last session so not this session last session we did some extra reading of the rules and realized we had been playing wrong and actually been playing on vaguely easy mode okay and you're still struggling anything <laughs> anything in this game could be easy uh but yeah We'd been using these decks that were technically the upgraded decks, uh, like upgraded versions of our decks. And we're supposed to be using these very much not upgraded versions of those decks, the shitty versions. So we um, we reverted to the shitty versions, but we still went okay because everyone was playing their roles better. 
And so Nate was playing as a tank and literally just standing and fucking taking damage while the rest of us fucked shit up. And it was... Yeah, it was like it worked out way better. I I did exhaust by the end of both scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was talking about yeah. So Nate's playing as a tank, and he had this card that said uh, when he takes damage, he was to gain one armor, and everyone else. Like w- the reason we got into this is because we were fighting, facing off against these flame demons, who had like four armor. I think it was four armor and armor negates one damage mm-hmm. right so to do any damage at all you had to do five damage on these dudes and five damage is actually a fucking lot of damage that one hits a lot of fucking enemies um and that was just to do one on these cuts and uh yeah so it was pretty tricky and i believe they had like ranged retaliation as well which uh was meant that you would if you were within two squares and Mm -hmm. you did this damage you would take two damage as well yeah so you were actively trade like if you were like nate if you were like trying to whack on him from fucking in their face because he's all melee uh you were you were just eating shit right yeah you're damaging yourself (laughs) yeah uh so like we were like we drew them we brought them into the fucking game world and we're like what the fuck are we supposed to do here uh and so i like i i just googled gloomhaven flame demon or something like that right and the first thing that popped up was what's the worst character (laughs) what's the worst enemy in the game uh, like the immediate, like that is what comes up when you fucking Google these fucking dudes is the, the fucking top answer for what's the worst answer, uh, worst enemy in the fucking level one of the game or whatever. Like hmm. survey says flame demons can go get fucked. Um, so we tried, like we were racking our brains while we were trying to, what, what we were supposed to do. We worked it out. We worked out that we had options. Obviously I can, I can attack from a fair way away. Um, and I can do a lot of damage from a fair way away, uh, but uh, like I, I burn the card. You've got like you can either discard a card or burn a card. Mm-hmm. And once a card is burned, you don't get it back, right? And so it's, it winds up being like if you don't want to exhaust, you've got like this very fucking careful uh, card management going on, right? my guy just fucking burns cards he's only got eight cards and all his good shit is on burns but he has one card where that he can burn to get back all the other burn cards so you can sort of manage around that to get twice the turns but at the same time all the good shit you do is burn so you've got to fucking deal with that um there's there's a lot of like card management in there um so i can like fucking womp cunts but it costs me it basically exhausts me hmm. uh so we had to like we were managing around that nate worked out that like if they can re- retaliate and it doesn't affect armor like it doesn't take into account armor then he can do the same thing 
Uh, so he put on retaliate and then he was doing damage that way. Uh, so we had that. We had um, wound. Uh, I had a effect that did wound. So we managed to do a wound on one of them, which took them down a bit. But at the end of the day, we couldn't work it out. And because they had so much armor, we were trying to work out... Nate was able to theoretically build up six armor, but there was an interpretation of the card that said that he just had one armor for that turn. Mm -hmm. So instead of building one armor and then onto two armor and then onto three armor, he would build one armor for that turn, it would go away, and then he'd build an armor again. Right. And that's like that's how you read the card. If you look up that card, like there's a, it's a fucking flame war. Like yeah. people are fucking like rioting in the streets over which interpretation you're supposed to use. And you fight against something like the fucking flame demon, and you're like, well, it must be the fucking the version where you get six armor right because what the fuck else mm -hmm. but you fight against the like some of the, most of the other shit and it's too okay like, eh. it's yeah it's pretty wild it's pretty bananas so we wound up yeah like we wound up doing the base version where you only got one per turn i still don't know how it's actually supposed to play out um it's tricky we yeah. weren't like we completed the scenario um i I had a fucking proper dummy spit because I used I used my advantage like I was on this fucking I could kill the last thing that I needed to kill in this room um, and I used like everything to make sure it would go down and I used advantage I have these goggles that give me advantage uh, and advantage allows you to draw two modifiers and so you like so at when you do an attack, you draw a modifier card, mm -hmm. and that will impact how hard it hits. Uh, and all I needed, right? You've got like fucking I think it's four minus ones in this like twenty stack, and one miss. And all I needed was one of the fucking ten zeros to show up, one of the five plus ones, or one of the three plus twos to show up. That's all I needed. And I drew, on advantage, I drew two cards and I could pick from the best. I drew a minus one or a miss. And the minus one meant that I didn't break through the fucking armor of these cunts and so they didn't die. And so I wasted an entire turn. I burnt my best shit and I was fucking... How the fuck? But going back to the, the round previous, we, like, through some clever fucking work mm -hmm. as a team uh and bear in mind that in Gloomhaven you're not supposed to like specifically like you don't like i'll do this i'll do like i will fucking shoot this dude in the head and then fucking leap back three spaces and grab the gold right you're supposed to when you describe what you're doing uh you say i'm going medium fast and i am going to move and shoot or i'm going to shoot and move or i'm going to loot or i'm going to explode cunts or i'm going to go and get the chest or whatever right you've got to be pretty vague right like go and get the chest is probably as as specific as you can be um so through like just sort of working shit out like as a team and working as a team we managed to 
Nate like leapt in, kicked this dude, uh, this ex like this dude who had this weird ability to explode on death, and anyone in a radius around him would take two damage. So he leapt in, kicked this dude back one space where he exploded on death, and then uh, that took like two damage off all the people around him. And then I jumped in and we were like on our last breaths as well like we were gonna come real close to failing this fucking mission uh unless unless i could do enough damage to kill i think they were wind demons fire mm -hmm. demons i was calling uh and so i fucking jump in uh cast this fucking spell and did an area effect and so it did its base damage and like two of like two of the demons i think were on full health uh, and then I flipped the fucking my bonus card and it was a double damage so I did double damage uh, which took all of the like it took the wind demons down to one health and it killed the cultist in the middle of them who was exploding on death and so he exploded on death and that's it they all died like that took out the rest of them which was fucking awesome that was such a fucking cool moment and that like yeah, I just had to, like... That was basically what killed the Tanty for me. The fucking... Well, I drew a miss and a fucking minus one. Was yeah. the re remembering that I had also flipped the fucking double damage that essentially won us the fucking mission. Because after that, we, there was, like, one... There was, like, one unit, like, one character still alive. Uh, and so, Nate, with, like, this, this character, this unit couldn't do any damage to Nate like just flat out couldn't do do enough damage to actually unless it got like a no even if it got like a double damage it still wouldn't do enough because Nate had this helmet that negates any double damage mm -hmm. so he just stood there in front of this thing and did nothing while the other guys like ran around and grabbed all the loot from the fucking uh, room because as soon as the last enemy dies that's it apparently like you don't have the opportunity to go loot anymore right which I find pretty weird, but it's apparently the rules of the game. Um, and yeah, so they ran around and fucking did that. And then uh, I exhausted myself on that fucking explosion thing, but it didn't matter. We fucking, we got all the loot and we walked away pretty clean. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Does that stuff carry over to the next time or it's you just pretty much start again? What do you mean? Like the stuff that you get, the loot. Oh yeah, all the loot is stuff you take with you. So uh, we go back to town and we can, like, I, uh, one of the treasure chests I opened uh, had this, like, skeleton, summoned skeleton ring in it. Um, so we can go buy that skeleton ring. Uh, it cost 50 gold, so we needed all the extra gold we could get. Right. So we can make sure that we could get that and, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it all carries over. Everything carries over. Um, exhaustion doesn't really matter, um, provided one person is still up at the end, of, like when the last enemy dies, or when it's not when the enemy dies, it's when the goal of the like dungeon is complete. And so the goal of this dungeon was kill all enemies, and as soon as that goal is complete, that's it. Um, and yeah, you take it all with you. It's a it's a really cool game. It it feels a little RNG heavy at times, uh, hmm. but a lot of the time you are just managing around the RNG in a way that feels pretty good. 
Uh, and yeah, just that passive collaboration without like specifically working out what you're going to do is such a cool fucking feeling when it all works, when a level, when a plan comes together. Yeah. Nice. That's it. Um, it's good uh, stuff. Yeah. Were the two games very, because uh, you said you played two, right? Two campaigns? Are they very yep. like different from each other or they do they lead on from one each other or these two led on from one another yeah um so yeah we were in we were in one room uh we killed a bunch of cultists and they'd summon some demons and then we could we had a choice we could go down one route where we could um i think we'd help the cultists to clear their uh basement of some skeletons or we could go down the other route where we shut down the fucking cultists who were trying to summon more fucking demons. Uh, we went down the shut down the cultists thing. Um, yeah, we've got like yeah, it all builds on from one thing to another. You open up more stuff and more areas to go to, more missions to uh, accomplish and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, it's very cool nice all right i think that's everything yep should we do some news um let's not, do it not a lot here but there's, there's some stuff um gdc has been postponed uh yes. supposed to take place this uh this month um and after a lot of publishers and developers pulling out the event due to coronavirus uh the organizers organizers decided to postpone it until potentially sometime in uh the summer over here in the US, which is a few months, like between three to six months from now, at the at this stage, uh, that's what they're going with. So, yeah, there there was a lot of sort of developers and publishers pulling out over the, the last like ten days or so, and it got yeah. to a point where they were kind of uh, forced to to do this. So, th- there's some some good things out of this is that that like they're not going to be. Um, you know less risk for the health issues but at the same time a lot of people have spent a ton of money to try and get over here to get all their stuff over here uh, and that's yeah. stuff that they're not going to get back like i don't know about no. you but when i book trips i don't usually get the insurance one where it's like you can cancel the thing at any time because usually a lot more expensive uh, unless you're specifically working for a giant company yeah <laughs> yeah if you're if you're some indie dev like scraping together enough money to get over to GDC, mm. uh, this would be one hell of a fucking crotch punch. Yeah, like, this would be some devastating shit. Yeah, but in saying that, there's some funds going together at the moment to try and uh, reimburse yeah. people, so the community has gotten together to try and do that, which is cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, this stuff is 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 causing a lot of issues. I- I've had work cancelled because of. Um, because of this like i was going to events at gdc that has now been uh, canceled at this stage of trying to figure out what to do in replace of that um e3 is i mean there's i've got other events lined up as well past that and i don't know if they're going to go ahead at all uh e3 is still a maybe at this stage i saw a statement out today that they're still considering it because apparently la has considered it a health risk um uh yeah like they're, they're reconsidering it hmm. again i feel like it's not going to happen at this stage it's it's uh when is e3 in june um yeah. I, I think it'll start forcing their hand a little bit like when developers start pulling out 
um yep. that's going to cause some issues they're probably going to happen i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's gonna go ahead it's just no, three months from now yep um and i yeah, no, i don't think so. I, I think in some capacity it's still going to happen with some of the major publishers doing something um yep. around then with their own live streams your microsoft direct uh, xbox events um you bethesda that sort of stuff but e3 in general as a consumer event what that ends up look liking i don't think will be uh the e3 we've sort of expected the last couple of years um yeah i think it's gonna disappear this year <laughs> and possibly not come back <laughs> uh yeah yeah i i don't think i don't think so um like i don't think it's happening this year i i, I was already waning mm. as it was it was already in its twilight years i don't think it can recover after this yeah right um i mean I, I don't know if you saw the news today even the the movie industry has been hit by it with the first big movie of this this year being pushed back uh yeah the new james bond has been postponed by a long time it's been moved from is it this month to november something like that uh some november yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure how far back but yeah it's been pushed uh, there were fucking trailers for it yesterday i think fucking didn't didn't like tickets go on sale hmm. like fucking hell that's crazy yeah uh yeah that's bananas um i guess we're gonna see more and more of that kind of stuff yeah it'd be very interesting i think we mentioned this previously but what happens leading up to the end of the year with the the playstation and the new xbox coming out how much is that going to be affected by this um with a lot of the production being done out of places like china yeah so i think it's going to be a tough year for games in all everywhere but games as well we're gonna see it be affected pretty badly yeah yeah okay next up we've got the valve index is supposedly going to be back in stock march 9th which is the start of next week um valve index has been out of stock for a long time now months (laughs) at this stage uh, I don't know how many times I've looked to try and see when I was coming back. I was looking for articles. Um, I think it was yesterday when the new they dropped a bunch of new trailers recently. Yep. And I was like, I wonder if the Valve Index is back in stock. And it was a lot of articles of people being like, it's still not in stock. We don't know when it's going to be in stock. Valve hasn't said anything. Uh, and then today they said it's going to be back in stock. I assume. I don't know. I haven't read it. I think you wrote this. So, Or did I write this? You wrote this. I can't remember. Um, didn't read the article though so nice yeah uh, basically yeah they reckon it's going to be sold out by Monday and like good fucking luck cunts uh, it's not coming to Australia so they're <laughs> right. not even going to bother trying to sell it in Australia uh, they've got such limited stock um, yeah which is tough man because this is this is their tentpole release for the VR hardware like it's probably yeah. the biggest VR release in terms of gaming ever so far. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the company who's making the hardware for this, well, that's putting out the hardware for this, doesn't have stock for it. Yeah. Um, it's Bananas. gonna. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Um, 
and Oculus has stock, so people are just buying Oculuses. Yeah, but at the same time, there's not a lot of um, like Oculus doing their hands, the finger registration thing yeah. that they're doing. Um, there's just so many devices out there that have different uh, specs, and it's hard to sort of be like, all right, what's the best one? Um, so yeah, it's tough. Anyway, hopefully people that want it will get it I, I what i don't want to see is happen is these things sell out and then they end up on like ebay for three times as much or something like that hopefully they've got something in place to to stop that and it's not just a you know first come first serve type dealio um put like put a limit on how many you can buy i don't know yeah so yeah you would hope. all right and the last piece of news we've got is riot showed off their first person shooter valorant uh, which is a five versus five, like tactical shooter, inspired by Counter Strike and like the hero shooters genre. Yep. Um, they've released a uh, it was a gameplay test session with like one round of it, I guess, of people playing. Sort of, yeah, basically, yeah, one round. Yep. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on this. I don't. Nothing really appeals to me it's it's a it seems like a weird mix between those two things i spoke about um and i don't like what they're doing with the hero stuff <laughs> like it doesn't look interesting to me at all i think it looks kind of ugly but otherwise uh, i think it's pretty interesting i mean i don't want to be fucking blapped through smoke uh because someone has hanzo's wall or pinging ability but hmm uh, I'm sure that's something that they can tweak over time. Like, it, it just seems like one of those things where they need to like tone that specific thing down a little bit so that it's a little less uh, effective. Because yeah, the way it works, right, reminded me a lot of uh, Lion when he f- was first like uh, revealed in Rainbow Six. Yeah, in Rainbow Six Siege, like you, yeah, you. If anyone moved, you could see their entire outline. And you just fucking cram them. Right, but if it worked a bit more like Lion does now, uh, where you just got that moving icon, a la Jackal type thing, like I think that would be a lot better. Hmm. Uh, that would be because it wouldn't you know you wouldn't be able to line someone's fucking head up through smoke when they couldn't see you at all. Um, but like that's that's just stuff that needs to be fucking like worked on over time. Like that that's why you have betas and stuff, I guess. Hmm. You know, like lion released the way he did uh, and they toned him down there's no reason that they can't do the same for this i'm sure it there's all like you buy all your abilities and stuff in valorant so i'm sure there's like a balancing act there as well like people aren't necessarily running into every round with every fucking ability it's, yeah there's there's an economy about it that needs to be managed uh, as well as the abilities so yeah like i think that raises the complexity a bit as well i just wonder whether it's going to be too complex for people to understand yeah yeah like when i look at it i don't see myself going away from a game like rainbow six because it's it's sort of trying to be a thing in between by having these over the top powers like it it, like it looks like an overwatch but um and a counter-strike had a baby and we're like all right this is what we've got um i just don't think it looks pretty uh, I don't like those weird wall things that they're doing with like the green and red textures. It just looks, I don't know what that is. And then like 
the weird gas things they've got going on like you walk through and there's just someone sitting in it like that stuff that was the first trailer they put out and this thing's supposed to be out in the next three to six months it's not it's not a trailer that's it was like literally just an alpha gameplay it wasn't a trailer it was just fucking yeah but that's the first experience people get of the it. game yeah well like fucking they got plenty of time and they got they have three gameplay. months it's get this game is coming out in three months three to six plenty months time. that is plenty not plenty of time. time oh it's gonna come out it's gonna be turd i'm telling you it's gonna come out what Sorry? it's gonna be it's gonna be turd looks like a turd, a turd. okay yeah all right We'll see. Yeah, I heard that fucking a billion people will play. Will play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a fucking right game. Um, yeah, maybe not. I mean, Valve's card game died in the ass, so still a chance. Yeah, we'll still see. a chance. Anyway, um, that's the news. That is everything that we can think of at this time being. Uh, so let's wrap things up. You can find questions? us, the Gap, on iTunes, Android. Questions? 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 Oh, is there questions? questions? Yeah, of course, it's questions. Oh. Not of course. I mean, they weren't. They weren't last week. But anyway, <clears throat> our boy Dongass. Dongass says, Howdy, Luke and Jobular One. A few for you today. Do you, th- uh, do you think we will ever see another big MMO like World of Warcraft? Or has the door well and truly closed? Shall we start with that? Because he says there's a few. Um, I... I think Amazon is working really hard on, on their version of the next one, uh, but I think it's going to struggle to capture people's imagination quite the same way that World of Warcraft did. Because, you know, World of Warcraft ha- is so effortlessly dominating. Like, it, it is, you know, if we go back to the language of video games that I always like to go to, like, people understand, people are fluent. Right. language of world of warcraft and so the risk that any mmo like uh runs into these days is straying too far away from that language you've got to evolve it enough are you trying to put your fucking your lights i'm being scanned um you're trying to like be fluent and like remain similar enough that people who are fluent understand what they're doing uh like the the real the nuts of it is that people just fucking like get World of Warcraft. They they came out of the gate with something that just made a lot of sense to people. Like it, they nailed a lot of things right from the get go, and they've refined it ever since. In you know, in ways that a lot of people maybe necessarily didn't love, but a lot of people still do. You know, there's still fucking how many players? Like six. Six million players of World of Warcraft. Like, I don't know if you ever have a game that has that sort of, I don't know, impact again, right? Like, that's a crazy amount of people uh, outside of the MOBAs. But, like, look at how hard it's been for people to to play to get that many fucking... Uh, to get a new MOBA out of the fucking gate, right? Like, hmm. it's just bananas um it's it's so so overwhelming it's it's definitely you need like it's it's sort of like the games that could challenge like counter-strike or dota on fucking steam right what what did a game need to do to challenge dota or counter-strike on steam it basically needed to invent an entirely new genre all right that's how PUBG did it 
Um, and it hasn't stuck around. And, and it didn't manage to maintain it. Yeah. yeah. If um, anything, Counter-Strike is, is growing in popularity now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you would you would need to basically reinvent the MMO. I don't think... I don't know if Amazon is doing that. I, the other thing is that it's such an overwhelming fucking task because it needs to be so fucking huge mm. to capture the imagination of so many people. That, yeah, it's such a fucking broad and uh, imposing task that I, I don't know if the risk to reward is ever going to be worth it. I think World of Warcraft is... I mean, there's stuff it. out I there mean, like your Destinies and... Um, yeah. Destiny's, sorry, Destiny 2. Destiny is probably like the, or Warframe or whatever version of that loot shooter you want to play is probably the closest we will come to the next World of Warcraft. It's smaller scale, so it's easier to to iterate on, I guess. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think we will. I don't think people are even trying anymore, except for Amazon. Yeah, no, I don't think. I mean, Blizzard isn't even trying at this stage to make a new one. They gave up, right? And <laughs> yeah, they didn't go ahead with yep. it. Overwatch basically got turned into whatever that that game was uh was it titan was it called titan titan project titan yeah. yeah yep all right uh good one all right also who would win a foot race between all the gap hosts both former and current <laughs> oh i think heath wow <laughs> you reckon heath maybe heath i think because I- he likes racing games I blitzed Heath in fucking high school. Oh, okay. Fuck well, then it's shit. me. <laughs> then it's you. You reckon you can beat me, motherfucker? I don't fucking think so. It's, uh, it's, it's you know... We've done... Said Joe, we have done the zombie uh, Z-Town, and yes, it is me. <laughs> it's me every time. How the fuck do you... How do you... Fu- what? Because you can hide better. That's not a fucking running race. That's not a fucking foot race. Get twice. the fuck out of here. Undefeated. See, because you've... Hiding, hiding isn't running. Hiding isn't running. You're shit at running. You're so <laughs> shit at running that you didn't even fucking run. You just hid. That's fucking crazy. That's bananas. And also, in one of those, okay, in one of those, I don't know if I never got the video footage, but there was footage of me, like running down, uh, Dave Cheng. Hmm. Like a fucking lion on the fucking plains of the Serengeti, and he was some fucking idiot warthog hanging out on the, in the fucking middle of things. <laughs> and I fucking sprinted down this hill from a hundred meters away, and then I fucking slapped his fucking ankles, and he missed every shot. It was fucking spectacular, and everyone who watched it knew it was spectacular, and they'd never seen anyone move that fast because I'm the fucking Flash. Me and D Wade, same nickname, Flash. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So it would be me. Okay? It'd be me. Okay, dong ass? Thank you. Uh, also, Job, how dare you pronounce my name? <laughs> uh, I was calling him dong ass because he uh, renamed himself to Dan Gaz on our Discord. But uh, I feel like I've goofed. Uh, I've notified the podcast bureau and they want me to replace you as the resident Jack and Daxter ambassador. Ooh. See you in court. Dong ass. Um, that's that's you know I earned. I played so much Ratchet and Clank to earn the title of Jack and Daxter Ambassador, 
and I will not let you fucking take it from me. I will see you in court. Uh, we've got a lawyer. We've got baby. so much. We've got so much Patreon money now. And I'm going to use it all on legal fees. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see who sees who in court, motherfucker. Uh, good question, Stongass. Right. Oh, I liked it. There you go. It was good. Good stuff. Yep. All right. Uh, you can find Ask the Gap on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, all those places. You can find us on the Gap or the Jair Podcast or the Gap Podcast. Type it in. should come up. Uh, please rate and review the show. If you get a moment, it helps other people find it. Um, you can also email us questions if you'd like to, the GA Podcast at gmail.com. You can also go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. If you want to uh, leave us questions in there, you can jump in and play video games. Um, maybe you've got Left 4 Dead 2. You know, play some of that. We can definitely do, hook that up. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we're just talking about random stuff on there. It's good fun. You can also yep. find us on social media, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, which is the GA podcast.com slash YouTube. If you want to watch this show on video, we'll have this week um, some man eater footage and some Desperados footage. And it looks like I've got some um, footage of... Vermintide. Uh, Vermintide. I'm not sure if it's any good or what it is exactly, but I've got something up there. So. It's probably just you standing at the back, shooting <laughs> literally through us, because there wasn't any friendly fire on the easiest fucking difficulty, oh. shooting through us to steal all our fucking kills. That's, That's probably, it's just, like, well, I won't be surprised better, if I could, uh, Fucking, what the <laughs> fuck ever. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Um, yeah, you can go over and check that out. Last week I had footage of, uh, like I said, Ori and we had Doom, Doom Eternal, some stuff going on, Job, Job smashing people at Doom Eternal. Um, yep. So yeah, you can also go to our website, which is the gapodcast.com if you want to go check out all the links, things we just talked about on the show, including past episodes. Maybe you want to go see our Game of the Year podcast, yep. which I saw some people checking that out as well recently. Mm. Um and that website is run thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, become a subscriber. You get the podcast like a day early, generally. Nice. Uh, if you want to do that. So thank you to everyone that does that every month. Thank you. And yeah. big thank oh, you. Yeah. Wel- welcome back to Dangers, oh. who is, has Dung rejoined Dangaz, who has rejoined the uh, Patreon crew after, um, remember like, like a year and a half back or two years when Patreon fucked everybody with that they changed oh, their yeah. policies um, we're slowly catching back up to where we were but nice we've hit our we've hit our mark and we're gonna spend it all on fucking legal fees legal fees I'll see you in court dongass he's paying You're his paying own for legal my fees. fucking lawyers <laughs> <laughs> yeah wise move um but yeah maybe we'll, we'll we'll start looking at doing some some bonus episodes on here um much like the Star Wars stuff again We'll have to talk if, about that. Yep. Anyway, yep. Uh, that is it for this week. If you've got anything you'd like to pimp out, Job, I know you do, so you can do it now. Head of GameSpot and read my Underlords review. I'm sure we talked it up a bunch on this fucking podcast. We spent 40 minutes talking it down, so uh, you may as well check it out. Um, <laughs> also, if you are playing Underlords and you'd love to know how to do the Master of None achievement to get the pretty, very pretty uh, Master of None um title hmm. uh, i wrote a guide yeah it's on steam you can go to the guide section i think it's at the top there yeah oh it's been bumped by a russian one uh by someone called 
free hugs by someone uh, called Job, <laughs> Russian Job. It is literally the same thing I wrote. What the fuck? These Russians, they're up to the f- fucking same old tricks. My favorite part about that guide is how you talk about how you're going to lose in that game. And I did it and came first. Did you see I, I amended? I, I edited. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I edited it. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um. Also, based on all the feedback I've gotten so far, winning with this comp is pretty easy and I'm just bad at Underlords. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Gold. Yep. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, so there you go. Cool. So you can go uh, to- What about you, Luke? What do you got? Uh, you can go to Survivor.com. I put up a preview last week of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. If you want to go read that, you can. Um, but otherwise, yeah, stay tuned. We'll, we'll keep... Um, I'm sure I have more stuff coming up soon. As long as this coronavirus disappears. Otherwise, I'm not going anywhere because that's oh, the no, way things no. are turning out so far. Everything's being cancelled. Um, yeah, hell yeah. But that's it. That's it for this week. Next week, I think we'll be doing Ori next week and uh, hopefully some other stuff. Maybe some Left 4 Dead. That'd be, we can get that. That'd be sweet. That yep. going. But probably not as much as what we had this week. I don't think we'd have 14 games again. Probably not. No. Not for a little while. No. Not until yeah, it's getting close. Until there is stuff coming out. Cancel E3 and, and they just bring, they do something like that. Yeah, yeah. For anyway. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.